Today on the latest edition of the Av Podcast, I have to dive back into some NBA stuff. You know, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. So I'm joined by Bill Gagne of the World City Hoops Podcast and John Michael Nation, Mr. Ryerson Sports Hall of Famer himself for hoops with an overseas career as well. As we discuss the potential Warriors and Suns rivalry, the Warriors' incredible start to the season. Uh, we recorded this on, on the night uh, that Steph Curry broke the all-time three-point record, so we got to get into that a little bit. Plus, the Lakers are doing the opposite of Benjamin Button right now before our very eyes. Uh, we also discuss if, if Dame should still see Portland as his forever after. And we also get into our most surprising and disappointing teams and players of the first third of this NBA season and so much more. Buckle up, man. This is a, this is a good one. Sasha Raff is available wherever you listen to podcasts. From Apple and Google Podcasts to TuneIn and Alexa to Spotify and every other platform in between, wherever you, wherever you feel the most comfortable. Hit up that like and favorite buttons, click on those five stars, and don't stop until the intro music kicks in. And check out the rest of my catalog at SalSharav.com. All right, let's get this going. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on SalSharav Radio. Swish them up. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on SalSharav Radio. Uh, welcome to the Av Podcast. Uh, my first guest is the is the host of the World Cities Hoops Podcast. Please welcome back Bill Gagne to the show. How you doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you? Okay, I'm good. Yeah, dude, your phone kind of chipped out a little. <laughs> and my next guest, he's a former pro player overseas, and he's a Ryerson Rams Hall of Fame athlete. But if you ask him, the number he would have wanted to retire is 7.30 to match the amount of Hello. waves that he had in this area. I, I, wow, I, you, I, couldn't, you, you, you couldn't, you like, uh, you had me proud, man. Uh, the intro, I was like, wow, make me, make a man feel special. And then, <laughs> you, you, I mean, the you, truth. You, you, you should feel proud. I mean, listen, You're, listen. if, if NLEs were, were offered to, to the CIS schools back in 2001, oh, pink, the pink bottle would have been his main supplier. Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Please welcome back, Jan Michael Nation, to the show. How you doing today, sir? Um, good. Thanks. Thanks for making the man feel special today. I, I'm, I'm, I tried. I tried very much. So I'm, I'm very proud of my intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just, I feel good. Thanks. Um, I'm, I'm glad you don't consider us close friends, Calvin, because I was very. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> man. No problem. No problem. But I mean, the man's all the favor, man. I, I, I acknowledge it every time he comes on the show. I, I always do. I, I promise you, I do. <laughs> I promise you. I'm proud of it. Aren't you proud of it, Jan? I'm proud of it. Hey, uh, just uh, listen, man. I, I appreciate. Uh, you had me going like you had me smile, smiling. I don't know if you could tell. I was smiling, and then you you went into your sarcasms as usual. And uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are. It, it just wouldn't be me. It just wouldn't be our relationship if I didn't do yeah. that, Jan. It's just you know exactly. Yeah. It, so it just, you know, I got to keep it consistent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. Nah, no problem. No problem. No problem. Today we're recording this on the night where Steph breaks the all-time three-point record, and I guess we can kind of lead into this uh, to this first topic right away. But um, the Warriors, man, um, you know, I think people thought they were going to have a nice little bounce-back year, and then be really strong by the by the end of the season when they got everybody healthy. But uh, mm -hmm. they've been. They've been partying on teams like it's 2016. Um, yeah. 
you know, I'll start with you, Jan. I, you know, just because you haven't been on here in a little bit, but what are your what are your thoughts on the Warriors like reverting back to 2016 levels for your direction? Um, uh, it's just a testament to good coaching. It's like from top to bottom, from the organization, from top to bottom, they're all on the same page. They understood when uh, when Clay got hurt and Durant left that it's going to take them a small window to kind of get back. So they took their they took their time and they they drafted well. Um, it's interesting they're doing this well considering that Clay hasn't touched the court yet and Wiseman is still coming. So you have two key pieces that's very that could be very powerful, obviously with Clay and his experience. And in Wiseman, he's an athletic big man that can run the floor, and play some defense, which will give them some some height on on the on the backboards there yeah. but um I, I think it's amazing steve kerr's uh, and their coaching staff has done a great job in a sense of developing like the younger guys like jordan Poole. he's uh having a, an amazing year yeah. draymond green looks like he's reverted back to his old self he looks healthy he's moving well mm-hmm. and um and then of course steph is just steph you know the system <laughs> and then also i gotta give props to wiggins uh i was a uh, not to say a hater, but I was so disappointed of his career because I felt that he fell so short of yeah. uh, his potential. But uh, this is the perfect system where he could shine without the pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I, thought so, this was, uh, I thought this was the perfect team for him when he got traded. I was like, you know what? It may take him a little <laughs> bit of time, but I thought, you know, we, we kind of figured out by the time he got, you know, by the time he got traded, we figured out, okay, he's probably not going to be a guy that leads your team to a championship as the number one guy. But, you know, if you're asking him to be the third, you know, or in this, in this team, a third option, a strong third option, or sometimes a fourth option, depending on, on what's happening in, in the games, the pressure will be off him. You know what I mean? So we can just play ball. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, he's definitely in the system. It's, in order to flourish in that system, you've got to have a certain level of basketball IQ. Yeah. And uh, they move the ball. It's just like pace and space. They're moving. They're screening. And it's just constant movement. And you can't really – get caught staring at them because they'll backdoor you, they'll hit a three yeah. on you, and they play good defense. So it's uh, it's really impressive to see the start that they got off to. And um, But, like, once again, you got a lot of parts that are not – we'll see when come playoff time. Uh, there's a lot of the season still left to play, but they got off to an amazing start. And what are your thoughts on it, Bill? I mean, Jan hit on two really, really big points, which was one – that Golden State really took the time to develop some of the younger guys, basically punting on kind of two seasons. Jamon seems super disinterested. And then now you're looking at uh, Jordan Poole and Damian Lee really contributing, giving them some depth. And now they're they're defense in the lead again. Mm -hmm. And and they just put it all together. Like, he hasn't even touched the floor yet. You don't know why we'll see what happens with that, but Clay, is, if his defense is what it was, never mind his shooting, I'm really hard-pressed to put anybody ahead of them on my list of championship contenders. Yeah, I, um, I, like, for me, I've been saying this for the last year, like, I, I think it was the way that, just to touch on what John was saying, like, it, it, it's set up for them to succeed, you know what I mean? Like, they had a great player development, like, they've always kind of had that, they reverted back to that once, like, Durant and these guys left. To me, they got a lot of valuable experience. Like, the younger players got a lot of valuable experience last year. You know, a couple of players like Jordan Poole, is, you know, for example, has made that leap. Um, I even like um, uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson. Like, I think he's a good 
He's a hustle player, mm-hmm. but he's he's got a little bit of talent with with him too. You know, and then it's a lot of athleticism, a lot of athleticism. Yeah, for sure, athleticism. for sure. But he's got a little bit more talent than just you because he just looks like a hustle player. But he's mm-hmm. got a little bit more to him than that, just a little bit more. You know, um, well, you have to learn. You have to learn how to play with those guys. He really hit on the fact that they they develop guys, and it's not easy to play with the Warriors. It's not easy easy to play with Steph. You saw with Kelly Oubre who struggled, and these young guys, not only did they develop them, but they fit into the system that they're playing. Mm-hmm. And Chan hit on it earlier, too. It's a tribute to the whole organization, not just the coaches or Steph, that they found the right players and groomed them. And I don't know, I didn't think they were going to be this good. No, you know, no. I thought, oh, you know what? Big playoff team, play in for sure. Who knows? You know, Clay comes back, and then they – they're twenty and four at one point. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. They're twenty three and five. I don't know that anybody would have said, "Yeah, I'm going to pick the Warriors to be twenty three and five. No, no, no one would have. No, no I definitely uh, I agree with you on that. I, I thought they would have been like a mid major, mid of the pack, maybe five to six, seven range. Even even it wouldn't surprise me if that if they had to play in. But the uh, the start that they have, the system that they run, everyone's buying in. I was surprised that Ubre didn't fit in. I thought it would have been a perfect situation, but that once again, yeah, I thought so it's too. ego and buying in. It's it's not about you. It's about us, right? And they have to play, right? He's not a great cutter. No, he's not. not but he, team, he could. Right? But he can flourish because he has the athleticism to be a great cutter. Because that mm-hmm. what he doesn't, what he fails to understand is he wants to handle the ball and have those ISO plays. He's not that guy. He's not good enough. One, two. He can get the average easier points by just playing like the Wiggins role. Yeah. <laughs> Office athleticism, open jumpers. You just got to hit the shots, whether it's mid range, the pull stops, and crashing the boards, and, and then obviously the fast break, right? Those are elements that I thought for sure Uber would have excelled, but I was surprised, very surprised that uh, it didn't work out that well. Because he's. He, well, Wiggins slid right into basically the gap that Ubre occupied when they thought, oh, we need another Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. And Wiggins is just, he's just doing that 2.0, right? He's yeah. a bit better of a scorer than Wiggins yeah. than Barnes. Maybe not as great a defender, but certainly coming on. Yeah. And he just, he gets all his stuff in the flow. He doesn't mm-hmm. force anything. Yes. Whereas, yeah. like you said, Ubre, he's going to, a little more handle. He, he's got more wiggle. He, he's going to use up more of your possessions. Mm-hmm. In a way that takes away from the other guys, it's just super impressive what they're doing. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with both of what you guys are saying, and I, and I'll add to this though. Like, I feel like, you know, I know that the the whole point everybody keeps mentioning with this team and their start is like, man, you know, Clay and 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 James Wiseman hasn't even touched the court yet. Like, I think they just got assigned to the G League team. Uh, for a couple of weeks, so you know they, they should Which be. Which is ba- very smart, very smarter than to do that. Yeah, get the legs underneath them the proper way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so they'll probably be back either by the end of the year or like you know first week of January that type of thing. Is if they're doing that already, they, you know, it's going to take a couple of weeks, right? I think they're talk- they're talking about bringing Clay maybe uh, the game before Christmas. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. So it may not even be that that long, right? But, yeah. But to me, like, if I'm them, though, honestly, I don't care about what they do stat-wise. If they give me good stats or what have you, it's a bonus. I'm treating those two players, and especially Clay. I'm treating those guys like like a, like a three-and-a-half to four-month preseason, 
Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm treating it like training camp, like a three, four month training camp. I just want them, mm-hmm. but especially Clay, to to mm-hmm. shake off as much rust as possible by the time April comes. Yeah, I think coming in now will give him more than enough time. He'll have this window from from now to the All Star break, yeah. then have a break to kind of recess to make some changes. Uh, like once again, when you're coming from two major lower uh, injury extremity injuries on your lower half of your body, yeah. it takes we're not going to see the best of him for another year. Oh, right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they they took their time because of the the start. They didn't. There was less pressure on him to come back. So now they could ease him into it rather than forcing him into it. And it, from what I've been watching, he's been practicing rigorously and yeah. and training with the the G League team for a while now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think they have the right approach, and he I, he'll fit in. It's funny when he comes; it'll be seamless. I believe it'll be seamless. Yeah. And I think more importantly, it'll help Steph more so, especially in the half court, because you have no you have two other people that you gotta you can't leave off of yeah. on the floor. Right? And he already knows the system. Yeah. Right. So it'll be interesting to see. But I just don't I, I don't I was expecting him to be that guy. I yeah. think it's gonna take time. I think so uh, too. The confidence, uh, you know, the, the strength on your legs. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think it's really is how much is his defense going to take out of him? Night, you know, mm-hmm. night in, mm-hmm. night out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With your legs, if you don't have any legs. It's going to be really tough for you to get up and down. You know, guy, the guy scored sixty points on nine dribbles. Yeah, I know. You know? Oh. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't need like he's not a high usage. He's not Westbrook. You know, he's not mm-hmm. going to be pounding the rock twenty times. He's going to come off a pin down, throw it. Four foot jumper, but he's just gonna lose their mind. No, I, I agree, and, and that's the thing too. You don't bring either player on any back to backs. Like you know, they're, they're not gonna do that. Like they're just gonna, you know, minutes restriction, no back to backs to start. You know what I mean? And then like by like yep. end of March, April, you start ramping it up a little bit. You know, they're gonna start him. By the way, they're gonna start oh, him. And right they away. should, and they should, yeah. and they should. It's Clay. Mm-hmm. You can't bring him off the bench. It's Clay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like you. You still bring them along slowly. You know what I mean? I think I think the big adjustment is going to be guys like Poole because Poole has had such an experience now. You know this run being a being the starter and getting kind of free reign. Now that I think it'll back. benefit him. It will even be even better because now he's going against other second units, which will only mm-hmm. ex, like he will. He's because in his mind he thinks he's a star. <laughs> you can tell he believes yeah. <laughs> that kid believes, and I believe he put in the work. Because either it's either he was trained with Curry or something over the summer, but there's something different about that kid this yeah. year. Because he came out blazing in the summer league, and I was like, "Would this continue?" And it it has continued. Yep, he's fearless. But, but Him, again, being being in that culture, right? Like you're just like some of that stuff is got to rub yeah. off on you. And you can see yeah, it with the rest of the players. Yeah. You can see it with the rest of the players too. It's like it's mm-hmm. you know it's 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 Poole, it's 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 a uh, Toscano Anderson, it's it's Peyton the second. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. He's rubbing off on guys, and then I think too that the underrated factor is bringing. I thought bringing back Igadala, you know, what yes. I mean? you're not expecting the same Igadala, but just again culture. He's been there. He was there when they won. He knows the offense. He can teach others. Like I, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a really smart move. Uh, yeah, leadership. Uh, like there's, there's like you could tell. Like you have the Draymond Green leadership, which is in your face. Criticism right in your face. You got to take it. Then you have the the brotherly, bigger brother, and Igadala and Steph. Who are more methodical, and then you have the masterminding Kerr, who's coming at you with with, with all different ways. So it's a, it's a win win situation for a young developing player who's yeah. open 
who's see once again when you get drafted to the NBA, it's all about the situation, and the situation has to fit. you have to fit into that situation. Sometimes, I find a lot of these players aren't mature enough to put aside their ego for the greater good of us. They find out after five, ten years when oh, my window's closing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. It's interesting to see what they've created. It's a great environment, and you can see it's just excelling. Like today's game, they played horrible. It's a back-to-back, but those are the type of wins that you want to get. Yeah. When you're not your best, but you still pull it out. Man, there was a there was a few plays in the fourth quarter where the way the ball was just whipping around, you know, like once Steph got that three, once he broke yeah. the record, it just became like a basketball game. And like yeah, in the fourth yeah, quarter, there was nothing off, being yeah. forced. Yeah, they were just, they were just hooping. They were, they were just finding the open guy. And I, and I but, was I, great. but once again, then I look. Then at the other end, you look at New York. I don't think they played last night. Uh, one, two. You have Golden State coming up a back to back. This is an opportunity to run it down their throat. I know they're missing of uh, R.J. Barrett. Yeah. But I, I watch their offense. I watch Randall, and it's just like okay, <laughs> I don't see the hype. You guys are, you guys will make the playoffs, but you're not going to go past the first round. Yeah. Well, they, I think it's a different scenario. You you touched on Randall. I've watched the Knicks probably play three, four times this year. He just doesn't have the swagger he had last year. No, he doesn't. And anybody that's playing for Tibbs, what he does and what he, he wears you out. Yeah, he's going to play you big minutes, so you know you're not coming out right. So Randall had a lot of comfort. Well, early in the season. They're trying to integrate Fournier. They're trying to figure out Kemba. They've got more depth. That's not how Tips coaches. And I think the team we see now won't be the team we see in two months. But they're not guarding anybody. And no, that, no, not at all. That's the problem. That's yeah. the big problem. The rest, I think, figures itself out. Mm-hmm. But, but their is, offense is terrible to yes. watch. Oh, my yes. goodness. Randall, it's like, sorry to, not to go off on a rant, but it no, bothers no. me as a player. Uh, growing up in the in the eighties and nineties, and then going overseas, and then getting into coaching, I like the fundamentals of the game are slowly getting whisked away. How are you an NBA player, an All Star, and you're left handed at that, and you don't have a strong right hand package in your game? That's that's asinine to me. It's this guy can't go one or two dribbles to his right. He's not comfortable finishing with his right hand. Still... And it's just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I couldn't make the great nine basketball team if I didn't have a left hand, if I couldn't do a left-hand layup. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, it just it's mind-boggling to me. He's a great player. He's a bull. But, man, there's elements to this game, and he got exposed in the playoffs, and I'm yeah. watching it. Now everyone's just copying that same scenario. Yeah, in... The thing that you hear in the media is like he in the playoffs it was shown that his jumper wasn't for real. Yes. Right? Yes. In the regular season he had a lot of volume, he could get a feel, he could make shots and feel comfortable. You know, when things tighten up in the playoffs, you're getting less possession, the defense is tighter. If your jumper's not for real, it's gonna get exposed. Yeah. And and here we are, right? So his confidence is a little shook on that. And and it's it's really just showing in the next play, you know. Their bench was better than their starters for the longest period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like the quickly kid. They added some nice pieces, but they're the Knicks. They took a step back this year. 
Yeah, or they or they just went sideways, right? I think this is the Knicks team of last year, except without that crazy confidence. And mm-hmm. they just have to show that they're not incompetent. Mm-hmm. You know, the Knicks have been incompetent for so long, and now mm-hmm. you're like, oh, the Knicks might be good. Don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. ba- basically. But you but know? do you th- do you think they just kind of regressed back to where they should have been? Because uh, you feel like last year was a little bit of an outlier. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. because of how they played, like you feel like yeah, it's- yeah, I agree, but I agree, but I disagree because like you had that momentum and you have mm-hmm. like, okay, you're thinking, okay, we got uh, what was it? It was to the semifinals last year, wasn't? It? No, it was the first, first round. round. It was the first, first round. round yeah. First round. Sorry, they got to the playoffs, which they got the whole playoff game, which hasn't happened in eons. Gentlemen Great. sweep though. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I said gentlemen sweep though, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they got there. Okay, we want to make sure we get back, and this time we go forward. So, Kemba didn't work. That's sad to see. He's yeah. a, he's taken like a champ though. He's a real professional. Respect him for that. But man, that was so disappointing. He has no legs, so you can't play him because he's too small. He doesn't have the athleticism, and he can't play defense. He's a liability, right? But they can definitely use his punch right now. They can use something. Yeah. You know, I'm watching Rose. He's trying his heart out, <laughs> but his body is like barely hanging on. Yeah. As his, as his will is forcing him to do it. Because, like, they look like it's so hard for them to score, especially in the half court. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. They got no movement. It's ISO, high post, and I'm just watching <laughs> bare movement. And it's just like, man, this is bad. Not even, the weak side is not even moving. But they should. You know I mean, I mean? But, he, but he shouldn't even be playing the amount of minutes he's playing, though, to be honest. Like, he was starting tonight. I know guys are injured. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he was starting tonight. You're like... Man, should Rose really be starting at this stage right now? You know what I mean. He, he shouldn't be, but it it, 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 it is kind of what it is. Now, before before I move on to the next question, though, I, I did mention at the beginning that Steph did break this three point record. Uh, both of you guys, real quick, before we move to the next uh, next next topic, next question, um, your thoughts on him just breaking the record? I think it's an amazing feat. The fact that he broke it in pretty much half the time that Ray Allen took to do it this is crazy. Um, that's uh, that's testament to his to to the, his influence on the game. Um, it's also he has a good what five six good years left in him. Yeah. So he's gonna obliterate that record. Um, I just think it's good for basketball. It's good for his legacy. It's a storybook ending in the sense of they did in New York. Um, uh, watching eighties basketball. Like watching Reggie Miller when he broke it, when he broke the record, I was like, okay, because I think he beat Dale Ellis. But um, when he broke it, I was like, wow, that's going to stay there for a while. Then Ray Allen did it, and I'm a Ray Allen guy, so I, I love that. And then <laughs> when Ray Allen retired, I looked at Steph. I remember looking, I said, because I said, Steph is going to be close to him. <laughs> and I looked, I said, oh, Steph's going to beat that in no time. I know. And uh, here we are. So I, I just think it's amazing. The guy's on his way to hitting over, what, four? He's on his pace to fit to his second, what, 400, 400 uh, threes in a season again? <laughs> it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. But go on, Bill. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Just think about it. You know, we're both, clearly I'm older than the two of you. <laughs> and if you think about it, back in the day, like, if, if a team shot 10 three-pointers in a game, like, we're talking a team shot 10 threes in a game, you're like, well, you guys really like the real shooters. Yeah. Ten, you're you're watching guys shoot ten a game, like one guy. 
one guy. One guy. They're averaging thirty threes per game. That's nuts. Yeah, and and I'm not trying to take any away from Steph. He is in my mind the greatest shooter ever because he's going to shoot it off catch. He's going to shoot it off the standstill. He's going to shoot it off the dribble. He can shoot it from all three levels. Like he's just a shooter's dream or nightmare, whatever you want to call it. But just the way the game has changed and how many threes are going up, like this is how guys play in the rec leagues. Yeah. You're watching it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think that the headlines I saw was, you know, how long does his record last? If you're watching guys like Trey Young every yeah. day, like, yeah. Steph didn't start shooting 10 threes a no, game. No, he didn't. He you know? And those guys are starting there. So yeah. it's, it's just crazy. But the, yeah, I don't want to wash away what he's done. It's, it's unreal, but it's just so much fun to watch him every night come out. And I forget who they watch him. They were playing San Antonio, I think, and they just couldn't get it going. They had him shut down, and then third quarter, he had 11. He hit a 44 three pointer in the quarter, and you're just like, here it comes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and he just he just had one good quarter. He finished the game with 30 something points. You go, what is this? The thing that the thing that's crazy about him though is like I mean we all you know I like I've been a fan of him since he was a Davidson and I and I I constantly say that when I talk about stuff but the career is so unexpected like like you knew he was gonna be because in 2013 when he kind of like broke out and he had that playoff run a little bit you know and and like you you could see like okay this guy's on his way to being something like he's gonna be a star you know like an all, definite mm-hmm. all star you know he'll be able to carry his team where he's gonna take this team who knows. But we're gonna have fun watching it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that's all we knew. The leap that he made, you know, two years later, it was so unexpected. Like when the light switch goes off, plus a perfect system, it could mm-hmm. like send you to like the stratosphere. Like it, it kind of reminds me of like when Nash went back to Phoenix in mm-hmm. um, in two thousand four, you know, and everybody was yeah. like, "Oh, he's going back. It's gonna be a nice little team." And all of a sudden, you're like, "What the MVP hell years, are we watching?" Yeah. 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 And and I mean this is on this this is on that level on steroids, but like yeah. when when Nash went to Phoenix, you know, I mean nobody expected that, right? And and yeah. it, it was yeah. at the point when any anytime Nash took a shot, and, he, and mind you, he was not taking the amount of shots these guys are. But when yeah. he when he took a shot, he, like what he missed, you're kind of like, whoa, he missed. Well, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. and that's that's yeah. been Steph for the last like six years. Like it's it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like you never thought like it would just go to this level where you just like like all of a sudden you just said like you you go to a rec league now and and guys are shooting you know thirty threes in a, in, a, in a rec league now mind you some yeah. of it is because they age and they can't move no more you know yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but at the same time like hey, it's just it's just crazy to see because it's it's going from uh, rec league to, to to like to little league. I'll you know? say this: I watched him. I've been watching a lot of his games, and it's just amazing to me that okay, he's also you said it. He's scoring. Uh, off the ball, with the ball, constant movement. But watching this guy and the traction that he makes in the half court alone, the movement, yeah. the cuts, yeah. he is in immaculate shape to do all that running. Facts. Right? Not to well, say his defense has improved. He's not a, a, a stiff like he was before. He's he's pulling the effort, yeah. he, he, the pride, the defensive pride. So I respect that. But man, watching what he does on the offensive end is a masterpiece. Yeah. And it's like he. I watched this young kid from New York. I think I can't remember his name. The the, the hair, he has a the outlaw fro. He came on to guard him, yeah. and he tried to battle, and but it, it wasn't even close. Steph lost him in the matrix, and he was just tasting him. <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, this kid's got to learn, man. This kid's got to learn." 
it's it's incredible his conditioning. He's bulked up a little bit this year, yeah. and he, he he's just too unique. You know, we're talking about the game changing and how he's changed it. I think it's another case of a guy where you're just like, I don't know that we're going to see another guy quite like this. No, you know, no. people want to compare people to him, but the shooting it's just unparalleled. You know, it's there were funny. years, and you know what, we didn't. When he started out, his ankles weren't very good, and we were no, they weren't. No. A lot. We were like, "Hey, is this guy gonna make it?" You know, and mm-hmm. then he gets healthy, and here we are. My, I, I'm gonna tell myself. Um, a friend of mine, his name is Alistair George. Don't like the guy, but I have to give him his props. <laughs> he made a bet with me. I think it was a year. Um, this is before they made the championship run, so it's like probably the year they had a breakout year where they have this long road trip. And he told me, I bet you that they'll finish uh, in the top three in the in the season or top four. And I said, no way. They'll finish six or, or less. And they went that the, went in a hot streak on a road trip. And I ended up having to give this guy $50. I think it was $150. And I was like, man, this guy, this guy saw something I did not obviously see at all. And it, it was just when they, it's like they hit lightning in the bottle and they figured it out. It's, yeah. it's so weird because looking back, Steve Kerr gets so much of the credit, but you got to give acknowledge what Mark Jackson, the foundation yeah. was built with yeah. Mark Jackson. For sure. Yeah. For Here's sure. the beginning. And, and I don't think anybody at that point really knew Clay was going to be a flamethrower. True, true. You know, you mm-hmm. can say, oh, he's a good shooter. But, I mean, J.J. Reddick just got asked by Draymond in his podcast, who's the top five shooters of all time. And both Clay and Steph are on that list. Oh, you have to. You have and, to. and you're like, wow. It's, they're, it's, they're both in the prime. They're on the same team. Clay coming back is going to be like reminding people of his greatness this year. Yeah. Hopefully, if he gets back to where he was. For sure. And then I guess the way I would wrap up this section is, is Alistair George going to listen to this episode? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass it on to him. Okay. Ten years from, <laughs> Ten okay. Years from now. Oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> now, is there a potential rivalry? Like, I guess my next question is: Is there? Do you guys think there's a potential rivalry between the Warriors and the Suns? Do you want me to go first, or uh, you go? You go. Okay, go ahead. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, I think yes, because of the Chris Paul element. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think Chris Paul. I think they're friends. They're learning to respect each other, mm-hmm. but there's still venom between him and Steph. Um, I think Crowder is a agitator, and so is uh, Draymond Green. And I just think it if they make it if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, then it'll just boost. It's just like a this is like a continuation of the the Clippers uh, yeah. Golden State days with with Chris Paul, but this is with his new bunch, which is more smarter, more younger, and then obviously he has Devin Booker when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're reading off my notes. I swear you are. Uh, what do you feel? <laughs> what are your thoughts, Bill? <laughs> to me, rivalries are built in the playoffs. If they don't see okay. each other in the playoffs, it's like, yeah, they, you can have crosstown battles or whatever, but it's not real. Some, you need some blood in the water. In the well, playoffs. Well, okay. well, this is why I said it's a potential. This is why I say this if it's a potential. There is yeah. a potential for it to be there, I think. Oh, without yeah. a doubt, but it, he's right. Uh, mm. Bill's right. If, if they don't meet up in the in the uh, the playoffs, then it won't. It can't take half legs to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not real. It'll be manufactured by the media, most most likely for anything. 
Yeah, because yep. I mean the, the first two the first two times they played each other was a I mean it was pretty solid. I mean Phoenix kind of had their way with mm-hmm. um with Golden State their first time out, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was was a bit of, was was impressive, especially the way they played Steph. They're long, like I mean me and Bill we we had a chance to go to Vegas um, for mm-hmm. summer league was twenty eighteen right so it was about four years yeah. ago close to Thank four you. years ago. And when you watch Mikhail Bridges in person, I mean, first of all, when you watch Aiton in person, Aiton's a monster. He's like, he's a mountain, mm-hmm. like he's huge. But when you mm-hmm. watch Bridges in person, his, I, like, you know, there's a wingspan, there's a long wingspan, and then there's like, even from a distance, and I don't know if you want to agree with me th- with this, Bill, but it looks weird. It, it's, he's so long, it's actually, like, his arms are so long, it's actually weird. It's, it's, it's like, it's like somebody yeah, it's like somebody drew like an extra too long. Like a kid drew like a, a stick man and it went extra long. Like it's weird. I feel like he could tie his shoes standing up. Mm-hmm. He has a body. He has a perfect wing body too. He's a wait. He's like yeah. six eight, six seven. Yeah, wing seven. defender. Yeah. And he's like he's still growing into his body. That's another thing. Secondly, yeah. he hasn't put that man weight on yet as well, right? So no. he's still got such an opportunity to kind of thicken up a little bit, get that man strength behind him. So I like what I see from our young man. He's very impressive. I think the one thing you can't take away from it is, sure he can he can blanket Steph. Yes. What what happens when Clay's there? Yeah. Yeah. Change that's Chris Paul. That's Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul or Crowder maybe. Yeah. yeah. It cha- it Good luck because because cha- six foot seven on the wing shooting over Chris Paul. That's not a problem. He's not going to see him yeah. when he releases. You know what yeah. I mean? And you said it earlier. They move so much. You know the ball moves, the player moves. Yeah, good luck. You know, but <laughs> that's the, all I can say. The fu- the funny thing is with CP three to, to you know, like I said, when you know Jan hacked my uh, my computer and stole some of my notes. The um the the thing that like <laughs> the thing that like it, it's it's crazy to watch is like there there is a rivalry there because when you look at the careers, like Steph stole Steph stole food off his plate. He's yeah. been he's and he's been stealing food off his plate for a while now. So yeah. and, and CP three seems like a he you know, he seems like one of those moody guys slash like petty guys. So, he's 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 Petty LaBelle, man. Yeah, Petty LaBelle. Yeah. Petty Big Pendergrass. Time. Petty Pendergrass yeah, all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you you got it wrong. It's Steph's plate. It's a, you're not stealing it off CP3's plate. It's it's Steph's plate. It's now it's well, yeah. Well, well now we just well that well I mean it used to be it used to be CP3. He just took the plate. Yeah. He just he just took the plate. Because yeah. that's the thing. But, you know, he, he's been stealing headlines from him from when he was with the Clippers. Like you know and then and then as the Rockets he went to the Rockets he lost those battles and it's kind of happening now again. He just they just got off the finals. They had this amazing experience and they're coming into the season. You know, nobody's really talking about them. Everybody's talking about the Lakers and, you know, the yeah. Bucks and the Nets and whoever else. You know, and then all of a sudden, here comes here comes friggin' stuff again and these friggin' Warriors coming to mm-hmm. Steel Thunder again. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, I, I, like I noticed that it's not sitting well with him. It, there's no way this is sitting well with him. I, I will say this. I'll say this. Uh, he has, okay, I was really rooting for him in the finals last year. It's unfortunate, but, like, once again, uh, I've learned... Uh, a tough lesson in high school, losing in the finals for consecutive years. It's painful. Yeah. And Chris Paul has had some big losses because of injuries and so forth. He's been very unlucky. It's like when you get to the big dance, you gotta like you gotta seize the opportunity. Like you gotta snatch it because it doesn't come that often. Yeah. And that was an opportunity 
that fell through his hands, and he's gonna it's gonna haunt him if he doesn't get a chip, because he was up to nothing. Milwaukee at that point was spiraling out of control. They didn't. Milwaukee couldn't find his identity, right? Mm-hmm. And Phoenix yeah. had the momentum. Yeah, just coming back from that injury too. That yes, yeah. right. Because that game was close. Yeah, that game three was close, right? Yeah, and then they just couldn't get. It was just four four games straight. Giannis leveled up, leveled up in the finals, good and said, God. "Okay, good there's God no one did he on level this. up. Good God, did he huh? level up? I said, "Good God, <laughs> did he level up? Good God." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, man, because like when he scored fifty in the in the game clincher, I was like, "What?" Like you that can see him easy. this year. You can see him this year. He has a different confidence to him. He right. has a different Absolutely. vibe to him. Right. Absolutely. So anyway, since it's back in the topic, sorry, my bad. I'm going off on a tangent, but like, yeah, uh, I felt sorry for him uh, this year. It has to like they have to make this is a good opportunity for them because they have Phoenix has an opportunity to do well because. They have their whole nucleus there. Yep. So they are have a jump start on everyone because everyone's used to each other. Everyone knows the system. Mm-hmm. It was successful. It got them to the finals. They added JaVale McGee. He's, he's a dummy, but he's a big dummy. And he runs the floor. He does a little. He does. He has to be a star in his role. So we'll see how he pans I, out. I, I think he's a solid role player at this point. I would kind of like I would I would take about 90% off the dummy. I'd, I'd leave the Y off the dummy just in case you want to add it later on certain plays he makes during the year. But I, I, I would at this stage like call him a good role player. He knows he knows, <sighs> you know, he knows who he is at this point. He, he's gonna, I agree. He, he's going to have some he's going to have some moments where he air balls a hook shot or you know he tries to go behind the back on a fast break. I mean you're going to have to live with those things a couple of times. But it's like year. but it's it's once again I'm a focus guy. So that's it tells me that either you're out of you're not you're not locked in. Some mistakes he makes are just because of his lack of focus, either he's exhausted <laughs> because he runs so hard or like he's or he's just not locked in, man, cuz he makes some <laughs> Jesus. It's it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, so I, I think the key to, to to Phoenix, though, I'll be honest, is I think it's I think it's Aiton because Aiton right now. I mean, I know he's he's hurt, right? I believe he's hurt yeah. right now. But Aiton right now is like you can see his, his game even jumped a little bit of a level too. Now some of it is because I'm sure he has a chip on his shoulder because he didn't get that extension. extension. Yeah. He, he didn't he didn't get that extension, which is you know it's got to bother him. But I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, he's handled it like a professional. He hasn't complained. He hasn't sulked. He just he just literally put it into his craft, so I I gotta give it to him. Like I, I think like he's the key. Like because there's there's some games where you're watching him and you're like whoa, like you're you're seeing that monster coming, mm-hmm. you know? Like he's he's ready to go and especially defensively because when he came into the league he was he was like I don't want to call him Calderon, but it was like he was a Matador at certain <laughs> points, but <laughs> but he ain't he's not that guy now. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. not that guy now, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I agree with you, Bill. Though I, I think that, like, yeah, it, it'll be great if they meet up in the playoffs or the conference finals. It'll be beautiful. It'll be great basketball to watch. But, but I think there there is some seeds to it right now. And and and, and uh, to Jan's point, a lot of it has to do with Chris Paul for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's up with Jan's Lakers? Jan, can you can you explain can you explain your Lakers? Why why are, why are your Lakers like this, Bill? I'll start with you. Thanks. Russ Westbrook makes forty-four million dollars, and he's playing like twelve million dollars. You, you, you get what you pay for. It. it was worth a shot. Like you think I, it's his fault? It was, you think this is his fault? I, I, I've watched him play. 
sure, LeBron's missed some games. AD maybe is not being the alpha that he can be. I mean, you've heard a lot of headlines on that lately. But really, like, what's the fit? If if your goal was to take the pressure off LeBron and have him off the ball, awesome. Put the ball in Russ's hands, let him run the show, but you're not going to do that because LeBron still, even though he may be not at the height of his powers, he's still a top five player in the NBA. So, yeah, I'm I'm leaving it all with Russ because of all the money he makes and everybody else is on a minimum deal. How are you going to put together a roster like that? You have, you have no depth. Like you're playing Malik Monk and and hoping Kendrick Nunn when he comes back makes a difference in Trevor Ariza who's another dinosaur. Like he, they just haven't built this team very well. All right, Jen. Um you you want to share your thoughts on on yeah, um, I agree, and I think I'll add. Uh, agree with what Bill said. Um, Russell Westbrook has been playing uh, like when he first started. I was like, I was, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to take some time. He had a good stretch of eight games where he was turning over the ball. I think he was averaging three point eight, which is flipping high as hell. But for him, it's low. Yeah. So you'll take that, right? Uh, he was averaging uh, 20 points. Um, I think it was 20, 22 points during that streak. It was 22 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists. Yeah, it was like close right? to a triple so, double. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, I could take that alongside uh, LeBron and AD. I'll take that. Okay. Um, a couple things I, th- I find wrong with the roster. They had some bad, timely injuries. So that definitely yep. impacted. The, the cohesion, because let's face it, this team is built around LeBron, not AD, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it, so you couldn't judge, it, it, was, it was unfair to judge them, right? But since the expectations are so high, it's going to put everything in, in, out of flux. So that's one. Uh, two, I didn't like what Coach Vogel was doing. I didn't like his lineups. He was starting DeAndre Jordan, and I was getting anxiety. I was like, <laughs> okay, I was, I'll watch the game. And I was like, again, guy? <laughs> you going to play this man again? <laughs> and then he kept playing him. And then there were some lineups where it didn't make any sense, where he had Russell Westbrook and Rondo on at the same time. And it was th- that they are counterproductive together. It's hard enough to have one of them on the floor, especially if they're not shooting well from the perimeter. But you have two of them on? Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I put part of the blame on Coach Vogel. His adjustments are like, you're an NBA coach, you're getting paid big money to make adjustments. You have a coaching staff, and I'm seeing rudimentary offenses, simple, not enough movement. Um, I think these players, when you have a lot of veteran players, I don't think they, I don't know if the message is getting across because there's no sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah so, it looks like they're coasting. Yeah, right. Like, they're, like you know what I'm saying? So they're, they're coasting nonchalantness. Your coach has to get you prepared for the games. So mm-hmm. I felt. Coaching was subpar during this time. I understand there's injuries, but you still got to get your team to perform and you still got to work with what you have. Because I've seen much, I've seen worse coaches do more with less, right? So, so Jan, you're a Laker fan? I'm not a Laker fan. I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm a big time LeBron James fan. So I have to support the Lakers because he's there. I'm going to go back and, and pretend you are a Laker fan. Okay. Would you have preferred, as opposed to the Westbrook deal, 
No. Had they not made the Westbrook deal, they made the deal for Buddy Heald and they no. kept Caruso. So, like I was going to say before, uh, I okay, this is why I don't like. I, I like. I'm glad they chose Westbrook because Buddy He Hyde or He, whoever his name is, is is too up and down. He's too up and down. He won't make that shot if that pass is coming from LeBron in the biggest moments. He has never been there, so I don't trust him. He's unproven in my eyes. One, right. two. Westbrook is there to win games during the regular season. For sure. To get them past those bad stages. They're trying to find their way now so that when when Thing has to settle a game or two, Russell could take the lead with AD chipping in here and there. My last portion of my why I'm, 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 I'm disappointed with the Lakers is because of AD. Once again, Bill, you said it before. Um, he won a championship, got complacent, didn't train, came into the season out of shape, injury-prone, weak mentally, lack of focus at times. Mm -hmm. And it's just like he has a different aura about him. Before, you could tell he was chasing something because he had so much to prove. Now that he got over the hump, it's like he's like, okay, I'm, I'm a mate man. And I think it's because of the influence of LeBron around him. He sees LeBron, and he thinks he's in that same realm, but he's not. And it's just mm -hmm. like the consistency and aggressiveness. I see there's a stat that he, ha he holds the most points in the paint, but it's not. It's still, I, I, like, he'll have a matchup that's favorable for him, and he's doing a fadeaway. Mm -hmm. like, he's also, I think... For the volume of shots, he is the worst shooter from yes. mid-range. Mid-range, yes. Yes. Which is surprising. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is surprising for him, though, because he's not he's usually a good shooter. Yes. I think, so that I think tells some me. Of, I think some of it is he, he got he, – I think he – I know we had this conversation all, offline maybe the, was it last week, I guess, Jan, but I think we, we was yeah. talking about him, and I, and, I, and I was saying I think some of it is he the listened way. to the critics and yeah. he bulked up, but I think – with guys like him and his like that type of body type, yeah. I don't believe you need to necessarily bulk up. I just think you need to get, get strong. Yeah, just so well, you can so handle, here's my handle thing. the pounding. So here's my thing. You're paying a trainer to train you every summer to do all this. This is why it's bullshit when I see how these guys, sorry just for swearing, but this is crap. It gets me angry because it's like, yo, you're clearly not working out according to what your body type is. One, you're not eating healthy because you're, you, you know what I'm saying? You're not eating healthy because yeah. you're, you're a skinny chubby guy. Right, and so, <laughs> like, it's just to me, it's it's very frustrating when I watch his game because sometimes when LeBron goes off, it's like, okay, dude, it's now your time to go to work. And once he, it's, it always happens with them. He'll miss a couple hooks or a, a couple jump shots, and then the, wherever they are in the game, and either the lead will evaporate or they'll get down by ten, and they have to call a timeout because he just doesn't have it. And it's just like. There's something up with him, and it's, it's. I think it's both psychological and physical, obviously. Now, a, a couple of things I want to address. So um, you made a great point about – or one of you guys made a great point about um, uh, just in terms of, you know, like they had untimely injuries, and I'm just looking at my notes here. There's a reason why they had these untimely injuries. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can – okay, here it is. Uh, yeah, I, I just found it. Hold on. Um, okay, here it is. They're old. They're old. That's why they're getting these injuries. They're old, Jan. They're old, and and I think that, like, I think honestly, like, I think the biggest the biggest thing with them is, I don't think I'm really surprised by what's happening here, is because they've been, they honestly they've been a poorly constructed team. Like, this is a very old team. 
You know, and to me, I, I never understood why they would give up, uh, like, younger parts for this. Like, honestly, like, if their team was going to be, like, I would have honestly kept the team, the, like, the same way instead of making this trade for Westbrook. Like, even if you don't want to trade for Heald, you made some great points with that. Even if you guys, you know, you don't, I don't know how you feel about about that, Bill, That to answer your own question, I guess, in terms of would you have uh, made that heel trade. I would have instead of doing the Westbrook thing because I just thought the Westbrook thing was going to be a disaster because I think with Westbrook, you kind of like, you know what you're going to get with Westbrook at this point. Like, you know who he yeah. is. He's not changing. It's like he's just not like in a way it's weird because i i knock him a lot but like i actually feel for him because i think because of the, the attitude the recklessness the ferocity he's gonna always get the blame and and it's warranted like i'm not even gonna you know shuck aside the blame from him. it's definitely warranted but i don't think this is on what? him because i think this you know what like you knew what was coming when you're gonna yeah, trade yeah. for somebody like westbrook so it's like to me i'm like why is everybody surprised that he's He's not fitting in with what to play with LeBron. Like you have to be a specific kind of player to play with LeBron, and Westbrook does not fit yeah. any parts of that stereotype. Yeah, I, I think maybe where you're hitting on what I probably the intent of what I was saying was he just doesn't fit what they're trying to do, mm -hmm. and yeah. you can compare him in a way to to the way Iverson was. Right, Iverson was never going to change how he played. Right, Westbrook can't change how he plays, so. My concern is one, he's aging and is losing that athleticism, so that's a problem. Right. Two, his contract is awful. How are you going to improve your roster? Well, that's how you. He's going to make seven million dollars next year. No, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Sorry to interrupt. I agree with you 110. percent And my part, okay, my thing with him, it's like when you're watching him now, you can tell he's trying to find ways to score within the flow of what LeBron and yeah. AD is doing, right? Mm -hmm. And you see he's doing a better job of it, when to attack, when not to. Sometimes he forces it. Sometimes he passes. It's like it's like, it's like like in his head, he's moving 100 miles per hour. And it's mm -hmm. like, at this stage of the game, dude, you've been playing for over 10 years. you got to slow. There's different speeds to the game. Yeah, you got to find where you got to use the speed according to what your game is now. Yeah. He still has athleticism, so he's going to rely on that a lot. Mm -hmm. My thing is, like, I would take a page out of Chris Paul's book. I would be a mid-range assassin. I would, like, concentrate my game. Like, I see all these drills of these guys doing all these shooting drills, but they don't hit those shots in the game. game. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Why is that? They're playing off of you two feet. When I played ball, if someone played off of me, I'm going to bomb their head off. I'm going to make them pay. Whether it's a mid-range, because mid-range to me is like a, not to say, not, I'm not going to try to boost myself, but it's an easy shot when it's just you and the hoop. If you put in the work, that's a makeable shot. Out of eight, out of, you should make at least seven or eight out of ten shots by yourself in the gym, right? Yeah. Only yeah. thing different yeah. is someone's running out at you. He has that shot consistently. And I see he pays people to help with his shot, and his release point is different every time. He shoots seven <laughs> different shots. And I'm like, how? who is your coach? You're paying someone? You should be pay paying me. I can break down your shot and give it to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? He has seven different shots. You learn over years as you get older, you can try to narrow that down to at least two, three, right, for different positions yeah. on the floor. Right. This guy shoots seven different types of shots. And it's the same shots he's taken, but his release points are different. Like he doesn't have a full, he doesn't have a full grasp of the ball. 
He's just firing it up to fire it up. And it's just yeah. like, dude, how well, could he not develop that touch? Yeah. I think what's happening is you're seeing his legs start to go away. Yes, that's what it is. He's, he needs to get up higher than a jumper. Yeah. He's trying to fight. He's to hit that though. He's, he's like, oh, yeah, you look at OKC those years. He's to hit that. He and KD. That was his game. Get, yeah. Right? And I think I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to push a little of my own existence on this. Like I was, I was a jump shooter, you know, okay. 18 feet, come off a screen, elevate, shoot. Okay. Um, since the pandemic has ended, my body has decided jumping and shooting do not go together. <laughs> and it's like, so now I'm like, I'm going to, I, you need to learn to shoot. Like, you know, they teach the kids how to shoot like stuff. Steph shoots. Everything is almost a modified set shot, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on how the far release he is so is, quick, but the release is so quick. And he and he he moves his shooting pocket down the further away he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how they teach kids to shoot. Now mm-hmm. we did not learn that way. And Westbrook, he is not going. That that that's a tough transition to make. Yeah. Right. And then mm-hmm. he, you know that's why older guys it gets easier to shoot threes because well, you're not going to try to jump because you can't. If you remember, if you remember Kobe when he pulled his, when he tore his Achilles, it took him a good two years to find his jumper again, because yeah. he was so used to relying so much on his legs. He had to rediscover oh, yeah. his jumper, jumping half a foot less. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get that, but he still gets up. So it's just like, oh the, yeah, oh yeah. So it's a stability thing. He's not jumping under control. He's leaning forward. Like it, those mechanics are just all over the place. And I'm like, you're doing all these drills and posting it for what, dude? It's not, it's not, you know, so my thing is with the Lakers, I'm going to still be so caution into, into the win in the sense of like, give them some more time because LeBron's coming on, even though AD caught me on this, uh, has a body of an 80 year old Dutch woman. I believe, <laughs> I believe he has better days to show of consistency of like averaging maybe 26 and 10. That's all I'm asking from this guy. Um, just yeah. more aggression, a more is, which, is, which, which is crazy because he's averaging like twenty four or twenty five and ten. But he's it averaging twenty four and ten, yeah. But it doesn't feel like it. I, I, I like I have him yeah. on my fantasy team. Trust me, I know. Like it, it doesn't feel like he is. When I coach, stats, I tell like, my Whoa. kids. When I coach my kids, I tell them, listen. Uh, what shows aggression to me is how many times you get to the foul line. Yeah, he has a mismatch. They he doesn't pull stuff on the block no more because it's too much work for him. So he allows people to push him out, way out, just underneath the three-point line, which doesn't help him. So it's, once again, it's the basics of the game that will help him score more efficiently and easier. And, and he's not doing yeah. it. And, and, and yeah. what's, what's crazy with them, though, is like I felt like once they won that bubble chip, like yeah. I, thought, I thought at that point you should have started transitioning that I'm, team to AD. I yeah, thought, unlocking thought, unlocking a new evolution of who he is, yeah, of who he could like, be. I, yeah. like, I, like I thought at but that point, you, like you should have started transitioning to build his team around AD and not LeBron. Like but, I, I get LeBron still being a great player, but at some point, like you know, I know we trying to defeat Father Time, but Father Time's coming for your ass at some point. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's tough. You, yeah, it's you, coming. You, you got to start transitioning. Like if you want this this championship window to keep extending, you can't base this team around LeBron. I think that's what they did in, in terms of getting. Like Westbrook and trying to do this, you know, the, the the big three thing and try to get all these old players to come with them. Like you can you can have an old team if it's an old team that's like 
been there together a couple of years, a few years, that's a little mm-hmm. different. But when they're just yeah. throwing old old guys together again, even though some of them like Rondo and 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 Howard were on the Lakers, like when they won the bubble chip, like mm-hmm. even when even if that's the case, like you can't just, just throw just, like just old the chip. Just together. This doesn't work. Just say the chip when they win the championship. Stop saying bubble championship. Stop disrespecting the championship. All right, before I come out there and, it, and come shake you up. It was. Right? A, but here's the it thing. was. It was on, a bubble chip. Sorry, we'll go on. Go on. Sorry, sorry, what, Chad. You're right. What if bubble chip? My understanding was <laughs> that they were the, the transition was to make AD the guy. What yeah. if he didn't step into that hole? What if yeah. they made the hole and said, "Look, you got to go here," and he just didn't do it. Right? Like, yeah. that's just not how he's wired. And now you're like, well, shit, what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, no, so good he won the championship. He won the championship. He didn't stay in the lab. He got caught slipping, tried to use the season to get into shape, got injured because his body's imbalanced, right? Because it didn't work out properly, right? Yeah, but at the same time, those, those shortened seasons, I yeah. don't want to go. Like, it wasn't Fair enough. But you know, area, like, right? you at this, at, okay, as you get older, you know your body, right? So you yeah. gotta stay within yourself. I thought he came into the season out of shape, and that's why he struggled. And that was just a bad. It just tarnished uh, 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 what they could have done, right? Well, I think now you're talking about momentum, right? You're going from yeah. one season to another. Let's carry that momentum and move on. And it's yes. a tough thing to do. It just really it shows you two things: one, just how hard it is to win a championship. Yeah, and then two. What really separates those elite yes. superstar guys yes. Yes. from the really, really good guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the guys that are good time, at the game but don't love the game. I get yeah, you. The guys who are all time top ten have that alpha dog personality. Like mm-hmm. I will I will say this, at my age I've learned something around myself that I am not a pace setter. Mm-hmm. But if you set the pace, I will keep up with any pace that you put. But mm-hmm. I'm not the pace setter. Mm-hmm. Now that, that's my life, not just basketball, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you're asking guys who are not as old as any experience as we are to step in and be self-aware after giving them hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, and that's People true. adoring yeah. them. Yeah. You know, there, there's a, a reason there's only so many alphas mm-hmm. and, and that we shouldn't try to put guys into that hole, you know, like just let their game speak. And it's like, look, he's great. He's not what you thought he is. That's great. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to dump on him because he's not what I thought he was. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think the Lakers really failed at constructing that roster to be successful. Yeah, I, I think that, they're a playoff. They're that. a playoff team. They're not a regular yeah, yeah. season team. That's what it is, and it's catching them. So I think like they do have an old roster, which was kind of okay. They got a lot of cheap veterans for the league minimum. I get it. I definitely am going to have pause for cause right now. Because uh, I want to see when Ariza comes back. I want to see what Dunn comes back. And I want to see how they incorporate everything together. And then uh, uh, we'll see if this is doable or not. Because we're still in the first quarter. And uh, there's so much basketball still to play. Mm-hmm. And they're still now they're getting valuable time together. They're progressing and they're on a two-game win streak. So uh, Can you call it take the- a win streak when they win two? Do you think, like, with Ariza, do you think, like, when he gets warm-up for games, you think it's, like, WD-40 he's going to use instead of, like, Ben Gay? Like, how do you think I just think, I think he unlocks so much for them, both on both ends of the floor and defensively in particular, because he's a 6'8 winger that could cover big bodies, 
and he could space the floor. Three and D. That's all he needs to be. Yeah, he I, could I, be a poor man's version of himself when they won the chip. Uh, yeah, that's I'll, all LeBron needs, right? Yeah, that's all he needs. All Someone right. to count on so he can hit that shot. You think he's gonna like if the ball comes to him in a playoff moment, right? I'm not gonna question Ariza because he's been there and done that. I would question Buddy High. Like for example, you said something earlier about they shouldn't have traded the likes of Caruso. Um, what's the other guy? Uh, Kuzma and uh, what's yeah. the other guy? Well, they didn't trade. Car- they, they, well, they, didn't, they, they didn't trade Car- Caruso. They they let him go. They didn't re-sign him. Oh, that's right. They, Caruso they, yeah. Ma- Montreal wasn't working because of him and Vogel weren't seeing on the ice, so he was gone. And LeBron. Uh, Caruso was too up and down, too passive. They wanted him. They needed him to be more aggressive. He was too passive. Question mark. Uh, he's perfect in Chicago because there's nothing expected of him. He just has to fit a role. Um, KCP, great defense. The, the one thing they do miss with those two guys is their defense. Definitely their defense For sure. was huge. For sure. For yeah. huge. But yeah. like offensively, they're better offensive. They're shooting better. It's just the defense wins championships. And you can't, if you can't stop a team and you know that you're getting everyone's best punch night in and night out, you and, gotta play defense, and and that's the other thing too. Like they, like when you watch the Laker games, man, and I'm not even talking like the good teams. I'm talking like the Rockets. The the I mean, they lost twice to OKC. Like those yeah. young those young teams are they are coming for those guys. Like yeah. they don't they there is like when I say there's no fear like that yeah. there is no fear in those yeah. young teams, much less the. All the other good teams that when when the when they see the Lakers on the floor, they got they got I no saw, respect for those guys whatsoever. The, the last game uh, where the Lakers played uh, OKC, if you, I don't know if there was a game within the game. I wonder if you guys noticed it. LeBron reinserted himself into the frame, physically and mm. dominantly. He made sure of it. Right. He dunked on the kid, but he made sure the kid knew he dunked on him. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he made sure his presence psychologically. Listen, guys, you got two wins, but I wasn't here. I'm back in town. <laughs> this is going to stop immediately, right? And so I hear what you're saying. They're coming from, but that's where these guys are going to have to start and assert themselves to own the, the backup. What's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? So we'll, only time will tell. It'll be interesting to see how things unfold. Do you think uh, uh, Dame Lillard should, should still be loyal to the Blazers? I guess the better question is: Should the Blazers still be loyal to Dame Lillard? Mm-hmm. Hey, if Dame wants to stay, great. But if you're the Portland Trailblazers, I'm like, we're the wrong side of continuity, right? Continuity is great when it helps your team grow. Like you're looking at it with with Golden State and with Phoenix, how they've been together and they know how each other plays. Well, this is stagnation. Mm-hmm. They've been together. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Do so you want to keep doing this? Like in my pod tweet, when I put out, you know, continuity insanity in the Portland Trailblazers like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result and do you keep game like what do you do mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm more of the opinion if I'm the Blazers is it time to blow it up because I they're not even in the play-in right now mm-hmm. yeah. so Sure, if Dame wants to be loyal, great. Like I, I love Dame, especially for the series in OKC where he waved off Westbrook. And in that series, I really gained a bigger respect for him because he guarded Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook yeah. didn't guard him. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I love Dame. I, I, it's, I think it's a great story. I, I, I think he really does want to stay there, even though I don't know him personally and have no other thing to report on than what the media says. But 
if I'm Portland, hey, um, where are we going? There's a point in our relationship, you know, what are we doing here? Yeah, it's, it's like a stale marriage is what you're trying to say, right? No, yeah. no, nobody wants to leave. They're staying for the kids, but they, we, we, even the kids know you should break up. Mm. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's, what, that's where I am with it. Um, I'm a little, I, I feel for Damien, Dame because uh, he's put in a lot of time. He's had some great success there. Oh, yeah. They got to the conference finals one year, but I think it was a lot, uh, to be honest with you, they got lucky. Um, mm-hmm. But with that said, um, I don't think he can make unless the organization is going to pull the trigger on a big trade, which they basically haven't done anything. They've made small moves, but nothing major. Yeah. Then there's no point. I understand that uh, Bilefs, Chauncey Bilefs is there, and he's trying to give Chauncey. Chauncey's like a big brother, and he's trying to give Chauncey the chance. But they don't have the pieces for what Chauncey's trying to implement. Yeah. One, yeah. Two. Um, it's the organization. Once again, Bill's right. The organization has to ask themselves some questions because um, I want to use the Raptors as an example. For years, for years, Raptors would never make major moves. And then they finally assessed, they realized, you know what? DeRozan isn't that guy. Larry, we can't put him as a 1B either. So we need to get someone else. So they got the big, the best trade. They caught lightning in a bottle by getting Kawhi over here. Is Portland willing to do the same thing? Because that's what's going to take for them to be successful to move forward. And who would they're not in the same place? The Raptors were right. The Raptors had a good structure, right? And the team came up. They had all the pieces. Portland's in a different spot where they're like, "Shit, what are we going to do here?" Yeah, I agree. But like, even that good. I agree in that regard, yes. I agree with you in that regard. But, like, they still have to do something. And they failed to do that in the last, especially in the last, what, three seasons? Like, this yeah. guy, the bubble, the bubble season, uh, Kelvin. Bubble chip. Uh, bubble chip. Yeah, go on. Uh, this guy was balling out. This guy was balling oh, out yeah. to the last he, he really, game to really get into was. the play-in. He really was. That was amazing. And actually. I was just like, whoa. Like, he, he played flawless. He couldn't... The margin of error was so minimal for that team. They had to win. I think they lost one game. <laughs> out of the 10 games out of the bubble, they went 9-1. and one. Them in, uh, I think Phoenix was undefeated. But, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, you're so, right. So, I'm just saying Portland has some questions they got to ask themselves about their future, what they're willing to do. And if they make that trade, like, you got to get something equal value or a lot of draft picks. Yep. Like, and, and, what, and what is that trade? Please, please, God, don't tell me it's Ben Simmons. Just don't, please. Please don't tell me it's Ben Simmons. Don't do it. Don't don't tell me it's Ben Simmons. No, no I don't think so. Okay, uh, I All think right. I, I think at this stage of the game, because what's out there, uh, I think it might it might need a three a three team deal. Like you got John Wall sitting, he's not doing anything. You got Kyrie Irving. I'm I'm intrigued to see what Brooklyn's going to do moving forward. I'm hearing that he might come back. Yeah. So like I'm hearing. That um, I'm hearing um, Bradley Beal is a little unhappy with how things that came out the gates. Uh, smoking, and then they're starting to drop back to reality now. Yeah. Um, I guess he realizes it. I don't know. It's interesting to see what happens with Jalen Brown in, in Boston. There's a whole slew of yeah. different things that mm. can be done, but are these guys willing to make that trade? That's an interesting one. The Jalen Brown one is interesting, actually. That's an interesting one. I, I, I think. Uh, like you think so? I watch the Boston Celtics, and it's funny that these guys, if they trade him, that'll be a big mistake, I think, because 
this kid's a special player. Oh, he's he, he plays on both. He plays on both ends of the floor. Yep. I, I'm not a Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum fan. I, his game is he takes bad shots yeah. consistently. It's like all the time, and it's just like the, he has that definitely has that Kobe uh, Mamba uh, influence on him. But he takes tough shots, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in that regard. No, but I, but I think if I'm Portland, that that's not a bad player to, to target. Actually, that that's not a bad player to target, especially like uh, Jalen Brown. Yeah, that's oh. not, it's not a bad player to target. One, if, it has to be more players on the Boston side, like Marcus Allen and Jalen Brown. For sure, Marcus, it has to be Marcus Smart. Smart, right? sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it has to be some guys. But they they gotta like, I mean, for the longest while they've never had a a quality small forward, for example, right? Like he, I mean, he can play a little bit of the of the, of the three as well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they, they haven't had that kind of scoring in a long time. You know what I mean? So it's like, I would just, if I'm them, if we can get something like that, I would, I mean, no, nah, I would keep Norm coming off the bench still, but if you can get like a, like a, like a, like a good size two guard, you know, even if he's just a three and D guy and you have him there, you know, like the only way like a Simmons fictional trade would work is if you're adding him to what they already have with like CJ and Nurkage and, and Dame, you know what I mean? But like, otherwise if this fictional trade goes through and and siege and um and CJ heads to Philly and Ben comes over there is is Dame and Ben going to attract other stars to come play with them in Oregon? Probably not, right? Other than visiting the Nike store or the Nike head mm-hmm. the uh, warehouse, not warehouse, but the headquarters. No, like you have to be realistic about what markets get free agents. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not every market's going to get free agents. The big markets are going to get them. There's certain destinations Everybody else is fighting for table scraps. And, mm-hmm. and, and, Golden but, State, mm-hmm. I think people kind of forget Golden State was not a destination. For a long time. Yeah. For, and, and you know what? I bet you it'll be a lot like San Antonio that when Steph and those guys are gone, they won't be that great. I mean, it, it, there's that possibility because what are you going to Golden State for? There mm-hmm. isn't a legacy there, you know? So the idea that Portland can get players is Golden State is the template. Draft well, develop your players. Yep. Hope you hit a home run. Steph was a, I think Steph was the number seven pick, and Clay was number eleven. Mm-hmm. Draymond right? was second so, round. Yeah, so you can't just bank on free agents and just the fantasy draft status of what you want them to get. Portland didn't make a deal, but the question was: Was there a deal to make? Did, they don't have any assets. No. You know them trading. CJ or or Dame for Jalen Brown is kind of going sideways. Yeah, you either go, you either got to blow it up or not. Or not, yeah. Another way to go. Yeah, you know. And, and, is, and, and the thing with Golden State, what makes that like to to your point, like the the foundation was laid, but at the same time, it is a destination now because of what Silicon Valley has become. The franchise and the city kind of emerged kind of at the same time. You know what I mean? So now it's. It's, it's, a, it's an attraction both ways. It's Cali, yeah, it's the Bay. It's it's if you want to do business, it's that way. And then and then the team years. and then the team is incredible, right? Let's talk in ten years. Miami, Chicago, the, like the big markets. If yeah, the they're always going to be there. Four teams are good. The they're they're always going to be right? there. You know, so, like what is the field of dreams thing? If they build it, they will come, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's still always going to be the the notion anywhere, right? Because I mean, there was. There was a time where a city that's not that's not much bigger than Brampton and o- and Oklahoma City had probably one of the best franchises in the league a few years back, right? Until they, you know, until everybody started departing, right? So well, it, Portland's really one of those stories that is 
and I think it's going to lead into some of the other topics you don't want to talk about. Is like, there's a bunch of teams that are kind of stuck. They yeah. are who they are, and do they make a move? You know, there's there's a bunch of teams and a bunch of players on those teams come December fifteenth that might move around. Right. You know this this could be the most active December trade wise that we've ever seen, or nothing could happen. You, you know, you, you know what's interesting though. Like, I commend him though for being loyal. Like, he's he's a throwback when it comes to loyalty. And I think for somebody like him, watching what Giannis did, and I and I support him with that. Like, in terms of Giannis, like winning the title, staying where the where you know where he was uh, where he was drafted yeah. and building. And I mean, he's a Milwaukee for crying out loud. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. look look what he built there. And I think somebody like him sees that, and. You know, he wants to do the same thing. He's definitely built that way. You know what I mean? Because guys have come up to yeah. him and, and try to, you know, meet with him. Like LeBron met with him, too, to see if he wanted to work a trade to come to, you know, before the Westbrook thing. He's like, hell no, I don't want no parts of the super team crap. I want to do I mm-hmm. want to do it right here. I commend them for that. But, you mm-hmm. know, the talent being where it is right now, there's no young assets to speak of. You know, I don't know if you guys like Anthony Simons. I like his name because it reminds me of Penny. But it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but outside of that, like uh, you know, not as not as a, a, a like a like an asset you're gonna build off of, you mm-hmm. know, um, the the front office is in flux because they just got rid of Neil O'Shea, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Chauncey's still trying to figure it out. Like how how much time? Like Dame's in his thirties now. How much time does he have to waste? Like, I think being a champion is great. There is honor in riding with the team until the wheels fall off. Like being the captain of the ship. But to to Bill's point, like if you're uh, on the flip side, if you're Portland. What do you do? It's a great point. Like, what do you like? How long do you do you you know, do you do this at this point now? Especially with a, depending on who you hire in, in the front office, like they may want to blow it up. They may want to put their own roots in it and start over. They may look at at you know because right now I think Dame's eligible for a two year like a hundred and what is it like a like two hundred seven two hundred and seven million dollars. So like you know like fifty something million dollars a year you're gonna commit to this guy. You know adding to the to the to the end of the contract do you really want to commit to that you know what i mean knowing that this is like unless like i said there's there's a move coming it's it i don't know if you want to commit to that right like and that's and if and if you don't but the thing is if you don't commit to that if you don't offer that to him he's gonna definitely want out at this point because now he's seeing it as well you don't you don't you don't want to ride with me anymore you know so at that point like i you know i i would see him looking to make to make a move i, I feel for him though because i i love that he's that loyal i really do but well, you, just, you, might, you there's another way to look at it, right? If he's asking for that hundred and seven million dollars, that could be a sign to whoever he's getting traded to. They're like, "Yo, you need to sign me to this money, or I'm gone. Mm-hmm. You're only getting me for two years." There's a lot of poker being played here, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. I saw that as a warning shot. That like, if you're trading for me, you're paying me. Yeah, yeah. And so that's so with, with that, that's that could hundred. 107 over two years. So that could yeah. be him leveraging it, saying, look, I want to stay here. I'm going to put it out there that somebody's going to pay me $107 million. It doesn't mean he wants it. It could just be a power play yeah. mm-hmm. for him to, to control the narrative, right, of where mm-hmm. he's going to go or where he's going to stay. So it's definitely very interesting that that came out because he's still got three years on his deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, no, I'll ask these couple of questions quick, you know, before we wrap up. But um, who's who's the most like for you guys in terms of, of squads this year? Who's the most surprising and disappointing team? Um, whoever wants to take this this lead for us is up to y'all. But like, who do you? Uh, like? Cavaliers. 
Okay. Cavaliers, I agree. Okay, I agree. Cavaliers. We're, we're all the same, uh, I'll, put, I'll say Cleveland Cavaliers, um, one, and then uh, say Chicago. I thought Chicago would be a top five team, top four team at best. Yeah. I didn't see them because they beat up on Brooklyn pretty good, convincingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'll be an interesting series that they match up. Yeah, they're they're they're, yeah. they're a lot better than I thought. But I, I I'm I think we're all in unison. I think Cleveland is the the team for sure. That like that that Evan Mobley kid is going to be something. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. He's uh he's definitely and it's like his like once again the NBA is all about potential. This kid has got some natural gifts, and he's not he's not even scratching the surface of his true potential. Now, once again, Bill, to go back to your point, is he one of the? Is he that guy? We will soon yep. find out yeah. uh, in a, in the next five years because man, oh man, this kid got injured. They are losing games. They are struggling. Yeah, it comes back, impacts the defense, yep. impacts everything. winning everything. everything, everything. He's just yep. he's like a cog that they they can't do. They can't do without. He's he's honestly he's, he's a more aggressive Chris Bosh because I he's in this, he was in the same conference as my nephew with the with the Pac twelve and watching mm-hmm. him play, like you were like yo like this guy's like a more aggressive right handed Bosh because like he's Bosch, he's yeah. he's got he's got the the foundation of skills already. I'm impressed yeah. by his passing, like he's yeah. like the the intelligence the IQ was high like yeah you know, on top of all the physical gifts he already has too. But you know what, too, what we're failed to recognize is uh, Bickerstaff is a good coach, man. Yeah, if he can continue so. this, because they're so. 17 and 12 right now, they're fourth in the East. If they can continue staying in the top five, I think this man deserves to get uh, coach of the year. Because I don't know too many coaches that could have took that roster. Well, they got some young talent, but to get them to be uh, playing at this level, and you know, not to say that Sexton is a great player or he's a big part of it, but yeah. he he was a big part, but. I know they're trying to trade him, but like, oh, he's gone because they can win without him. So, yeah. dude, they're they're starting three bigs. Lowry Markkinen is starting at the three. Like, yeah, I don't I understand know. what's going on. And, and I think when I watched Mobley play this, I've probably seen him play three times. It really there was a part of it that struck me from the winning side, the impact on winning, a little bit like Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. sense that he didn't blow you away. He mm-hmm. wasn't jumping out of the gym. Mm-hmm. He was just making winning plays, and everybody yeah. played better when he was out there. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, hmm, there's there's something more to this kid. And then mm-hmm. he had eight points in the fourth quarter, and they were on four different moves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. he doesn't even know what he's doing yet. He's doing this in his first year, and Randall can't even do that in his within All Star seasons. Oh, let's not go backwards. Yeah, sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I just, I just watched the game too. Sorry, my bad. Um, uh, in terms of disappointment, I was got Randall PTSD. Uh, in terms of disappointment, I'm gonna probably just mention the two teams we talked about: the Knicks and the Lakers. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I, I'm holding pause for cause for the Lakers in the sense of like we'll see LeBron's played. He's been the back coming out of the protocol. He's been balling out since the last couple of times. We want to see what a rested. We'll see tomorrow because AD's got a good week off. The rest of them brittle uh, bones <laughs> of his. So we'll see what he, what we got. Let Let's see because they have. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I from what I understand, they have one of the hardest schedules remaining in the in the league. Uh, yeah, is Luca playing tomorrow? Because I know he was injured. I think he's still. That's hurt. another. Yeah, I still think he's still hurt. But 
But okay. I think, but but again, they had one of the hardest schedules. Like this, this first twenty five games though was like their easy stretch. Yeah, so I know. The, so the fact yeah. that they didn't they didn't make it out of that wall, being the team that they are right now, does does not bode well. Um, yeah, for, so for they need for sure. they have to hit. It's the time is now, or Vogel won't make it to the All Star break. Point blank, and and Straight that's up. And, and honestly, I don't, I I. I I have a problem with that though because I I think again it's the, it's the way the team was constructed, like I don't yeah, but the but the players got to play and the coach has to make come up with the game plan I, I, and I, I, let's I just face it, but but like I think, he's starting he's starting Horton Tuck, uh, Tucker right now mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I get it I get it, but like the last game he played okay so I'm guessing that they're trying to get some cohesion and just just waiting for uh, AD to come back I would have started maybe Ellington just to get that three point. Uh, presence on the available, but I guess they want to start off with a strong defensive unit. But once again, it's it's they're gonna need more live experience to get better, like because they don't practice because they're so old, right? So these games are their live practices, and they have right. to start winning them, or they're gonna start falling way back into the standings. So yeah, right now they're like, what, I think they're six. As bad as they played, they're still two games away from Memphis, which is fourth. Memphis Think about is another that. one. I should have said Memphis. Uh, they've surprised me as well. Yeah, they're seventeen eleven. They're fourth in the West right now. S- they, S- and they've won like four, four out of five without Jaw. Without Jaw Morant, yeah, I know. And they, and and Brooks was away for a couple of those games I know, too. Man. Or COVID protocol. Crazy. Just crazy. Well, well, uh, well. Again, to speak to your point, they beat up on the Lakers without those without their starting backcourt. Yeah, I, I, it was hard. I turned the game off early because I was getting mad, so I went for a walk. <laughs> But yeah, that like once again, like there's a certain level of professionalism. You got to take care of the t- games that you're supposed to win. That's a game you're supposed to win, and they you could tell they didn't all come in with the focus and the energy and the sense of urgency. And it's just like as a pro, uh, it's just it's just a bad look, you know. I, I want to yeah. throw another disappointing team out there. Um, I know I, I think Dallas is another one too for me. Um, like you know, what all the teams like in the West experiencing like injuries or or lackluster play, I thought they kind of snuck up, snuck up and made a leap, you know, in the standings. But instead, they've gone the other way and they've just been mediocre. Like, yeah, but they don't, they don't have no one on that team, man. That's yeah, how are they going to make the leap? They didn't, they didn't bring anybody in. I don't know if any how many Dallas games you guys have watched, but I've I've watched three or four, and I'm watching Luca, and I have a Luca's my man crush. So, like, take this with a grain of salt. He didn't come into the season in shape. I think he came into the season hurt. Yeah. I'm, he, I'm watching him run up and down, and I'm yeah. like, even when he's not dribbling, I'm like, he's got a little bit of a limp. Like, he's probably 15 pounds too heavy. And yeah, he's probably frumpy. because he's there's, some, there's something wrong with him, <laughs> and I think he'll spend some time sitting this year. And Dallas, they didn't, again, we talked about stagnation. What did they do? Yeah. I, I, I haven't heard the word frumpy in so long. It just, it just yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, you don't have to apologize. 90s, yeah, I, I, I want your 90s, thoughts to be free. 90s reference. 90s reference. I, I, I want your and, thoughts to be free. It's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, even as frumpy as Luca is, he's still destroying guys. I know. That's I know. that's that's like that's the mental. Like I re- I rate him, but like at the same regard, I I don't respect that. Like. I understand you were balling and you carried your country in the the Olympics. The, the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So they went to a fourth place, um, but 
as a like you know like you can't use a season whether you're injured or not you can't use a season to get yourself into shape because I, you're I out. Think he's, I think he's hurt more than they're letting on, and I yeah. think he's playing through it. And I think okay. they're going to have to show. I think they will. He'll sit a lot of games this year. I think. Yeah, but when sitting like, like look at Zion, like. No, I'm saying yeah. like, <laughs> like if you're sitting, dude, you gotta be like live sitting, like you're working behind the scenes like a madman, but you're still yeah. like productive working where you you you're like. Here's my thing with these athletes. Okay, we in a time and age where you got money, you can get a chef. We got you got sports science that could tell you exact measurements of what you need to put in your body throughout the day. How are you not eating better? to get the best out of your body? How are you not working accordingly to your body type to get the best out of your yeah. body? And I'm still seeing these players, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, once yeah. again, Zion, how does he not have a personal chef everywhere he goes? I know he lives in Louisiana. I get I get it. I'm oh, sorry, not Louisiana. Um, we call it there. Well, Louisiana, um, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, Louisiana, yeah. New Orleans there. Um, but I know the food there is crazy. But. You're a heavy, big-boned kid. You know this. You know if to play at your optimal weight, you got to be in the 260 range for longevity of your career because you already uh, missed more games than you played. And that should be a vital message from the head coming all the way down. And it seems to me that there's a huge disconnect. And so it's interesting to see how what, what happens with these players and their weight. Now, in terms of players, who's your most surprising and disappointing players you've seen so far this year? <clears throat> surprising. I Surprising is hard. Disappointing, I'm going to go with James Harden because I think he's... Yes. But I think it, it's the same thing as Lucas. I think it's the same thing because he looks overweight and he he's gimpy. Did you see the play earlier in the year where he like didn't run down a loose ball? And the other guy just scooped it up, went for a layer. He looks disengaged. Yeah, yeah, that that too. So I think the Kyrie to... Irving thing pissed him off, and he's pissed off yeah. by KD, and he's like, "Yo, I'm out of here. I'm just gonna play this year through, see what happens." I think KD's trying to be a peacemaker behind the scenes, We're trying to get everything together, keep everything together. But I mean, I agree with you. He, he looks bad, but he looks weathered. Uh, more so than uh, being out of shape, he's out of shape. That's a given. But he looks like he's been through like his butt is like you know that fall off when Dwayne Wade fell off. He, he yep. started. He got scared. Like oh shit, my athleticism's gone. I got to start getting some fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The game changed how they ref in the game, so that impacted him. But he's a smart player, so yeah. he figured it out. But with that, still, I'm watching him. He has the first step in the craftiness with his handles. But that second step and the finish at the hoop is not there. So if you notice, he's getting blocked a lot. He's not getting up, really. He has no explosion in his legs. Yeah. So maybe he's too heavy. I think he's too heavy. Right? So like yeah. I, I don't know. Especially with the like, you've been an MVP already. There's nothing more as an individual I you to prove. Yeah. So put yourself at your. You don't know how many, what the game is not guaranteed to, for tomorrow. So you got to put your your best foot forward. And I just feel like this guy hasn't done that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I won't disagree with that. I think I think the um, I know some of it was that hamstring pull. I, I think he didn't really get over that over the summer, too. So that that played a part in it as well. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, like it's he, he you're right. He, he, he is disengaged in, in some ways, like mentally just doesn't look like he's in it like a, a, a lot of times. 
You you wonder though, yeah, you do wonder if, if the whole Kyrie thing does um like did piss him up. You wonder. Like it's it's a it's it's a fair question to ask, right? I would say I, in terms of uh players sorry to cut you off there, Jack. No, no, I'm surprised. Um Miles Bridges. Yeah, that's my guy too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And Jordan like, Poole. Really I'll put Jordan Poole up there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, there's a lot of chatter about him, though, right? Coming in, so mm-hmm. again, if you you could have maybe been one of those guys who said, "Yeah, he was going to do it." But Miles Bridges really matured into his game. His shooting stroke looks for real, even though yeah. the percentages aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just he just fits with so many different players because now he's not just relying on his athleticism. Yes, a little he's bit got of the fundamentals. In there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, his, his defense is decent. He rebounds a little bit. And his shooting's for real. And I think he he turned down four years, $60 million this summer. And Bridges, what did Bridges sign for? He said, Did he sign five and 90? Was that his deal? Um, yeah. you know, like, You're talking about Mikhail Bridges signed that Yeah, Mikhail deal. Bridges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other Bridges. They were both drafted the same year, right? Yeah. One, one yeah. went number 10 and one went 12. Mm-hmm. And. Miles Bridges for me would have to be the, the number one guy that I think has surprised me in a sense of being like, oh, this is legit. Like you're you're gonna pay a lot of money. I watched a few games and I've been I got I gotta say I'm quite impressed. This guy's hitting the three pointer. Mm-hmm. He's he's like he's add some elements to his game like uh, the isolation stuff. Uh, going to obviously yeah. he's a lefty, but the three pointer, the short corner three, he's hitting. He's hitting threes off the dribble. Obviously he could. He's a he's Shit. a super athlete. Shit, he's going to so, his right. <laughs> he's going yeah he's going to his right i see him finishing going to his right hand uh uh randall um but um yeah he's keeping uh, Miles it simple Bridget. though he's keeping it simple it's, yeah it's, it's, it's just really nice to watch yeah yeah I, I i totally agree that was that was my guy too for most surprising like he's like he's at the point where like this he's arguably their, their hornet's best player this year like he's taken over games he's raised his game defensively like he's He's actually, to me, he's kind of flirting with an all-star spot. I'm not sure if he's, if he's going to get it. We'll have to see how the rest of the... I think he'll get it. He'll get it. Yeah, but he, he's, he, but he's, he he's worthy. Like, if he gets it, it it's, it's definitely deserved. You know. So, it, here's a question. Here's a real question, okay? Does Jordan spend the money on him? Do you think Jordan gets him a multi-year contract? Or he's gone? Yeah, because that's the thing. For him to thing. stay he's, there, he's got to sign a multi-year contract. You got to pay him. You got to pay him. Yeah, I think you have to pay him. He's winning... But the question is, do you think Jordan's going to pay him? That's the question. But that, but, but, but I guess to answer the question with a question, what are you paying him? Like, are you giving him what Randall got, which is like three years and a hundred and you know a hundred million or whatever it is, or four years, like thirty million a year? Do you want to give him thirty million? Like, like I want to make sure that this is not a contract year run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the same time, too, because mm-hmm. like, he's yeah, a restricted free agent. But that's the he business does. in itself. That's the nature of the business, man. Right. Because no, no, you for know, sure. you, for sure. you know, he bet on he bet on himself. For sure. He clearly bet on himself, and he turned on that extension. And he's winning. and he's proving he, it. Yeah, he's winning right you now. You saw you saw the hints of this game last year. He shot forty percent from three last year. Because yes, yeah. You saw this <laughs> coming, right? You mm-hmm. didn't believe it. That's one thing. But now you're seeing the progress year over yeah. year. You're seeing the potential. The potential. Yeah, it's not all effort. He's, he's got a better feel for the game. He's a winning player. So yeah. if you don't pay him, what are you doing with your organization? Yeah. Yeah. I they, think they I, brought I in Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah. They brought I, in huh? Gordon Hayward, who's another winning player. 
health, health issues. Um, he's played nice so this we'll year, too, what though. We do. He's perfect. Hey, Boston misses that guy bad. 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 I totally yeah. agree. Because he was their switchblade. Whatever they needed, he could fill it in that name. Yeah. Scoring, defense, playmaking, secondary playmaking, offense, shooting from the corners. Uh, it looks like he's getting his legs back underneath him, yeah. too. He has. So, yeah. he has. you know? They, yeah. they, they absolutely would be a lot better if he was there. I totally agree with that. They didn't count on him leaving. I, no. they, I think they thought that he was going to come back. But, wow, that was crazy. My, my thing, sorry, nobody was going to give him that deal, though. That's true. The deal, the deal that the Hornets gave him. Hornets gave him, yeah. Well, the thing is, they had to, right? Because they they don't they don't attract. There's another uh, organization that doesn't attract free agents, even with Jordan being the GM. I mean, the the owner, right? Hey, have you been uh, to North Carolina? Have you been to North Carolina before? I have not actually. I have not. It's my, pretty nice out there, man. Yeah, I heard it's beautiful. I have my, one of my nephews lives out in Charlotte. Actually, it's beautiful. Apparently, yeah. it's really yeah. beautiful out there. Really beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty nice out there. Yeah, really beautiful. I think, I think you're going to start to see some guys want to play with Lamella. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to come. I think it's I okay. Think it's do you come. think Terry Scary stays there? Well, they they they, extend, they, they, they extended him, so he will. Yeah, for the next little bit. I think okay. they, they extended him, so he will. I think they, they give him like There's a two because he's floating. Yo, him and Melo play well together. Very it's well. like a fire and ice yeah. type of backcourt. Then you have Bridges, and then you have um, Hayden, and then who's their big man? They have a no name, or is it PJ Johnson? No. P. Oh, P. J. Oh, P. J. Washington. P. J. Washington and P. Miles P. Washington. P. Yeah, P. J. Washington Renner. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, P. J. Renner. P. J. Renner. Come, P. J. Renner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is talk of trading for uh, either Domas Sabonis or Miles Turner. That will be huge. Mm. What are you giving up, though? P.J. Washington and Miles Turner. <laughs> P.J. Ritter. P.J. Ritter. P.J. Ritter. P.J. Ritter. And Brittany Ritter. Give up that contract. Yep. There you go. Yeah, good, good luck. Yeah, if, if, they can get, if they can grab Turner or something, like that would be huge for them. That would be major for them yeah. right now. Turner's the name linked to them the most. My disappointing player uh, would be – I want to add another disappointing player. I don't know how you guys feel about this one, but – I don't know, man. De'Aaron Fox to me is a little disappointed, man. Like, but I feel like that's more because, like, I wonder if, like, that Sacramento aura is just sapping his energy. Like, I watch his games because usually when you watch him play, he's, like, he is so fast. And there's there's some games where you yeah. watch him play and you're like, can anybody in the league stop this guy? Like, he's yeah. – when he decides to flick the switch, there's nothing anybody can do. And I have you not – yeah. I've I'd like, the same thing you're talking about with Harden, I have not seen mm. that. That spirit is, like, it's, like, fading away. From him, so I, I like, think it's a, I think it's the organization. I think there's no direction. Yeah. Um, I think that um, what's his name? Um, the coach there. He used to coach at Phoenix and then New Orleans. What's his Gentry. Name? Gentry. Gentry is a great coach. Yeah. He's an old school. He's an old school, no nonsense coach. Well, the, um, yeah. so, so see if it's waking him up a little bit. Yeah, he's been playing better since he fired Luke Walton, which yeah. should have happened some time. Long time. Ago. Think about it. The last two years, they drafted. Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell. I know. Yeah. You draft no those two guys. What message does that send? Yeah, no sense. You know, do they know something? Do they know something you don't know about De'Aaron Fox, or are they just both incompetent, or is it both? Both. Well, um, look. Since um, Chris Webber and the crew left, hail uh, his mm-hmm. induction in Hall of Fame. Thank God. Thank you, Lord in Jesus' name. Um, <laughs> but. Since that, they've been absolute. They've been abysmal. Yeah, and it's just like from the top to bottom, ownership has been the same. 
with the that uh, I forget his name off, off the top of my head. But yeah, uh, Vivek, Vivek, he interferes. Yeah. Apparently, he interferes with it. The, with yeah, everything, he bought he bought them from the Maloofs. Yes, yeah, the Maloofs. That's right. The ones yeah. that own it. And the and the thing is, before the Maloofs owned it, the, the Sacramento Kings were garbage. Yes. Now they they sold it. And now they're just garbage again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically they haven't you they haven't know? been to the playoffs in, since two thousand six. We're approaching sixteen. No, and you, it's going to be sixteen you know years. Yeah, it's going to happen again. You know what's crazy to me was when the rumors were out there, like, oh, they would never trade De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons. I'm like, I would trade De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're the Kings. You stink. You could find scoring guards everywhere. Everywhere. You can't yeah. find a six ten wing who defends and distributes. But see, they're 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 a victim of their own bad business because you think that'll be a no-brainer, but because they made so many bad decisions in the past, they're afraid to do it. They're afraid of the the outcry of what will happen going forward if they get rid of. uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, look at me plays they've had in the last five, ten, five to ten years there. Yeah, that are like all stars elsewhere or in better situations performing on their teams. And I'm sorry that that whole thing. I mean, I'm glad Walton left because I thought that that whole thing with him and, Mar- and uh, Marvin Bagley, I thought was deplorable. I don't know what. Yeah, the situation did you see the game was. he played after the day he they, they fired the next game. This guy was balling. Yeah, like I thought that was. Yeah. I thought that was. Abs- I thought it was asinine what they're doing to him. Like I'm not saying yeah, that Bradley's I, this great player, but Bagley's. But come on, man! Like that's that was ridiculous. Yeah, then I picked him up on my fantasy team, and he had three clunkers in a row. Oh shit! So I mean. He, the one game was amazing, and I was like, yes, he's going to get minutes. He played 18 minutes the next night. He, he fooled you. He fooled you. He yeah. fooled you. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or, Bill, it's your fault, and you should cut him, and then somebody else will grab him, and he'll, he'll, he'll dominate. <laughs> that's, well, that's how it works, That's man. how it works in fantasy sometimes. Great. I, Thanks, Calvin. You're welcome. No, I, I, <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember um, one year in fantasy, I, I, I picked up Brooke Lopez, and I was like, ah, this guy. I had him for weeks, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this no more. I can't keep this guy. The moment I let him on the run, this guy went off the rest of the year. Threes, nonstop threes, blocks, dunks. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just watching him just destroy everybody. I'm, it was like a couple of years ago, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like literally, the moment I let him off the roster, I put him in the free. The moment I did it, this guy was balling out the rest of the year. Jeez, yeah. it was it was disgusting. So trust me, I, that that's what I'm like. Maybe you should maybe you should let him go. He'll start balling out. <laughs> it's yeah. with the style work. It'll work out that way. Uh, well, here's my last question. I want to wrap up with this though, um, and I want you guys to kind of like really think about this and predict the future from this moment right now that we're doing this podcast right now. If you're predicting the future right now, how does Zion's career end up from this point right now? <laughs> you can go first, Jim. Okay. Uh, well, it's all dependent on him. Uh, at the end of the day, it sounds like there's a disconnect between him and the organization. It's clear that he doesn't want to be there, and he he's saying all the right things, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't see himself being there. And it'll be interesting to see if he signs the extension. That will tell the tale. Because he'll be the first, I think, uh, number one draft pick to turn down uh, uh, the max. Right? He's, he's not. He's not turning that down. He he is not turning that down. You don't think so? No, well, it'll be interesting. No. Well, okay. Be. So that there's one. Okay, that's one factor. Two, his weight. <laughs> his mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm. Like 
dude, you bought your game. Like, like you, you look at Blake Griffin. Look at Blake Griffin. That's a prime example, a live example of what you can do. You can try jump out the gym, but you're gonna get your window of being an effective superstar or a general, a once in a generation type uh, player will be greatly impacted. So your weight has to go down. He's gonna get get if he controls his weight, then his potential. Because like the numbers that he put up last year have never been put up before, ever, ever. Yeah. The numbers that he put up, field goal percentage, all that stuff, yeah, plus minus, like it's 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 uh, it's never been done before, right? Yeah. So you're you're like you're hoping for uh, an evolution and progression from that. But if he can't get on the floor, he's had more surgeries than like games. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like. <laughs> So at this stage, you've had some serious lower, once again, lower leg uh, injuries and surgeries. You want to get a good 10 to 15 year career so you could be an all time great. It's about the big picture perspective. So you need to take care of yourself now so your body can take care of you in the long end after your prime. Because everyone can't do what LeBron's doing. Right? So what are you going to do? You have a sample size of what LeBron's doing. You have Carmelo, you have Luca, you have Harden, you have all these players to choose from to watch. You have Giannis. Look at Giannis. This guy twists up his knee, come back, drop 50. What? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he has to do some, he has to do some real thinking, him and his family and the organization, because he has to get his weight under control. Three being over 300 pounds at 6'8, that's not gonna cut it. 6'6. Six, six. Six six. six six same yeah. yeah sorry my bad six six you know yeah. what I'm saying it's just mm-hmm. not gonna cut it now it's just now that that's the thing like because you know they they were saying like he's you know if you heard that Zach Lowe clip they were talking about like he's or that 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 pro, the person that was on his podcast was saying that he's like he's there he's hearing he's three thirty when they showed yeah. him, they showed pictures of him with fans like you know like last week or a couple of weeks ago not uh, the team but like other fans were just taking pictures of him. He looked pretty good. His, he didn't. He didn't look like somebody that was like three hundred and thirty pounds. But mm-hmm. with that said, if he is, if he is that weight, he's not playing this season. No, he like, can't. He, he there's can't. no. There's no way. If he, if he's close to what they're saying that he is, I don't think he is. Just from just from looking at him. But I'm I'm just talking about recent the recent pictures. I know there was one where he was coming like walking to the tunnel and, and dapping up fans when he was in the track suit and everybody was freaking out over that one. And yeah, that that did not look good. But, the, but uh, uh, let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry to cut you off, but I have to say this. It, it will piss me off that I'm blowing an opportunity of of elite greatness because yeah. of my weight issues. That would like you know what I'm saying. If I can't get a, a, a handle, and it's easy for me to say because I'm not in the situation and I have a different body type. But it's it's just, dude, you gotta take care of your body. If Basketball is a stop-and-go sport. You have guys like Porzingis having so many lower, lower leg injuries because he's a seven-footer that's moving like a guard. The body, <laughs> the body doesn't move naturally like that. Yeah, and you and know what I'm saying should, at that height. And maybe he should, maybe he should stop. Maybe he needs to yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he needs to stop. Yeah, well, you know well, what I'm saying. So I just think from now on, like I, I don't see it. I, I don't see him being an all-time great. I see him being an all-star, and I don't see him. I don't. I see him fizzling out just like uh, Blake Griffin. 
Hmm. Okay. That's what I see. Okay. That's, that's what I see. That's your that's your that's your Clio prediction. Yeah. Okay. I gotta make sure I I'm of two minds here on this. I got two names. Greg Oden or Joel Embiid, and I don't know which one to pick. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's you know, Joel sorry, Joel missed a whole ton of time his first two seasons, right? Yeah. Yeah. And look what he is now. He is arguably top ten player. Mm-hmm. The second I love Jokic, so he's the second best center in the league. Mm-hmm. Zion, certainly super unique. And I mean I love his attitude when you hear the interviews with him. I love everything about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But foot injuries and big guys don't go well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've had a few guys like you had K D come back from the list Frank, you've had you've had guys come back and modern medicine's great. He's twenty years old. Yeah. You know, it's early. Yeah. We we just talked about how we didn't know how Steph was going to turn out because of all his injury history, right. right? So, I don't know. I don't feel good about it, using the yeah. term, you know, yeah, Greg Oden, I'm sure he's a lovely person. But, yeah. you know, the injuries ruined his career. Yeah. And are we not, could we be staring down the barrel of another guy who's just stolen from us because he's so electric and he's yeah. so fun to watch? Mm-hmm. and. You know, we were talking about AD earlier, and we're talking about De'Aaron Fox. I feel like Zion has that thing when you watch a guy who's so dominant, like Luka, like Jokic, it just bleeds through the screen, right? You know, like, holy moly, these guys are amazing. Like, they're just so much better than everybody else. You could say Embiid, too. I would throw Embiid in that, too. Yeah, Embiid, yeah, Embiid, too, right? They're just dominating. And... He's one of those guys, and I'm like, man, I really want to see it. But if the injuries keep happening, it's you know, if you're the if you're New Orleans, he hasn't played enough games. Are you really going to give him the max? Mm-hmm. I, it's, you know, it's a funny situation. But you can't afford to lose him. You can't afford to lose. I think him. Yeah, I, 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 that's the that's that's that's, that's that's the joke. I think if you're if you're the organization, you have to offer it, and if you're him, you kind of have to take it. You know what well, I mean? Like I'll tell you this much: they played a good game on their on their fans because they didn't let anything out about his injuries and him not being able to play uh, the first game of the season because they made it look like he was on he was on on pace to to start the the home opener. And yeah. then once all those season tickets were sold, bam! That's when they <laughs> hey, well, he's going to take him a little time. He's coming off of a, a foot surgery that we just happened to hold back from telling everybody. But he's two weeks away from two weeks. And then yeah. they saw him. I saw him do the workouts, and I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, this guy wasn't training at all. No pull work? Yeah. Like, no resistance yeah. training? Like, seriously? Yeah, it's it's like you have to be le- legitimately nervous. You have to be. Like, I'm a major fan. Yeah. Like, I would sign him, but I would do what, what Philly did with um with Embiid. They gave him, they gave him a max contract, but it was, it was layered with provisions. Yeah, and you think yeah. I think that's what you have to do. I think you give him the max, but it's gotta be layered with provisions. You know, like if he's yeah. like I don't think he's at the weight that they say he is, but like I said, but if, if he is, like I said before, no, like the, he's not, the, he's the not... media is playing the media is trying to change the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. So we we're, we're probably he's probably two eighty right now. Needs right. to get down 20, 20 pounds less from that. Yeah. Because that's not it's just not you can't move and jump and expect yeah. A long career. Yeah, it's just I agree not, with you. Just, you got two more years of that, and then what? 
Because think about it. When he was at Duke, he was about 275 at Duke, which is like crazy. And 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 now you're like, man, if he just gets back to that Duke weight, like I'll yeah. take it right now. But he has to diet. Like he has to diet. Like he's eating some good gumbo soup out there, boy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If you, if you look at him, like you've been around guys. Like their body types are just different. Yeah, that's true. Right? And, and if you sit down and you, you go back and look at some of the archives, discussions uh, with Mike Schmitz and Jonathan Bonin, the two big ESPN scouting guys, they're just like, he's just big. Yeah. You can't. And they, and they go, the problem is when you tell him to lean out, mm-hmm. he loses fat and gains muscle. Muscle, so yeah. That's true. So, yeah. His weight's not going to go down. You mm-hmm. got to, and what, what uh, the Pelicans are trying to do is try to get him to change how he runs, how he jumps, and you're just like, that's monumental. You're going to change a guy's whole structure. No, that's not. That's to, not. To uh, get this to work at 19 years old, like, yeah. man, man. And he's, so he, he, he's with the Jordan family, right? Like, he, obviously, him yeah. and Luca. It's, it's weird. Imagine, like, Luca and 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 Zion are the, are the new faces of of the Jordan brand, and and we're talking about these issues <laughs> with those two guys, which is crazy. That must be driving Jordan crazy. But with yeah. that said. Um, is it tampering if Jordan sends uh, his old trainer um, over to uh, Tim, over to Zion? Tim Grover? Tim Grover? Uh, is he still uh, available? Uh, listen, listen, listen. If Grover has modified his training techniques, then by all means, to today's modern science, then yes. Because I've seen those videos. That's how he did with Jordan, obviously. And I saw what he did with uh, Dwayne Wade. Kobe, too. It's, uh, Kobe did. Oh, you did Kobe? Yeah, I did Kobe. He was working with quite a few guys. Okay. You guys, even like um, even to this, like even like till like up until like a few years ago, I don't know if he still is right now. But I think, but it has to be like a consistent lifestyle, like from eating, like on and off the court, have to complement each other. Yeah, and I don't think that's where it's at right now. And so, there's questions that only this young man. It's well, here's a great thing about it. I see we're talking about his future, and Bill, you brought up something that's quite interesting. It's pretty sad because we're just talking about like he's just a number, but he's a human being, and so. Mm-hmm. He has the power to control what happens next. I just hope that he has the right people around him so he can do what's best for his career yeah. and his body. Because, man, like if, if he could get it together sooner than later, we're going to be delighted to some great years. of yeah, The NBA yeah, is in great it. hands. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a lot of luck, too, right? It's genetics. Like, genetics made it this way. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's just like... Maybe his body just me- isn't meant to last, like Greg Oden. You know, this Sam kid, Bowie, those guys. You know, like this kid, he's a monster. Yeah, this kid's be eating bully beef from 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 <laughs> out the womb, man. I don't know what this kid be eating, but he's thick. But they but they said yeah. they said when from like what was the year like his sophomore year or whatever it was in high school he gained like it, it, within a year he gained like a hundred pounds. Yeah, he hasn't put on that man weight yet either, right? Eh? He hasn't put that man weight which, on yet. Which I don't that's know. Like if, another five years. I, I, yeah, I don't know if like you want that though. Like and that's like, what I'm saying. But that's what he needs to get it under control now. Yeah, he has to get it under control now. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I think. Like, you know I, I think. I, I think honestly, if you can, I'm totally with you with that number. If you, if you get him to about two sixty, about two sixty, two sixty five, right mm-hmm. in that range, I think it's like. I think especially if it's 260. I don't, you know, I know you, I've had the base of people and they're like, oh, we should be about 240. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's too much. Uh, you're gonna, you're, you're, you're gonna, it's like Samson. You're going to, you're going to snap his strength. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, but if you, but if you get him about 260, maybe at the very least, maybe 255, 
But I nah, think, that's but I too think, much. That's too much. Yeah, I that's think I much. agree with you. I think I think if yeah. he's like two sixty, two sixty five, perfect. Leave him, leave him, and and that's I, I where think, he stays the rest of his career. Because uh, it's like Barkley, like Barkley had to lose all that weight, but once he got it, Barkley, Barkley, said, Barkley played about two fifty. He, he was about yeah, but Barkley made a decision. Barkley, Barkley is a once in a life. See, he doesn't get. See, it's so sad. History doesn't respect his career because he was an anomaly. He should not be as good as he was at of the size not. as he was. Of course, it's like history yeah. does not respect what this guy was doing. Yeah, how does a six-four guy dunk around the the basket like as if he's a seven-footer monster? Dunk on big, bigger guys, and guys like, are afraid. That was a afraid. Thing. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So it just uh, it's interesting. Like I, I I hope this kid makes the necessary adjustments so that he can have a long prolonged career because like we're we will be delighted to some great games and, and it's and it's funny you mentioned yeah. that jam because like with with barkley like barkley's become almost like a sideshow because of the way his career has gone like i mean he's had a great post career post basketball career mm -hmm. it's all of fame like, See, people don't remember him in philly I, but that, the numbers he's pulling up in philly before he got traded mm -hmm. and then all people remember is his is like his phoenix the phoenix run which is and then great. obviously yeah which is great yeah yeah and then and then the houston run but what but i'm saying like like the level i don't know if players are like you know are players gonna reach out to a barkley like a guy like him are they gonna reach out to a barkley because barkley talks you know barkley's a big talker like <laughs> like at some point he, he kind of phases you out so i'm like but I, i'm saying like somebody like zion should call barkley he absolutely should call somebody like Charles Barkley. But 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 does does Charles Barkley still I hold mean, that weight for guys like, to go really? do that? No, nah, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to call Barkley. Yeah, he, he just needs he just needs to just focus on what's important cuz clearly his party <laughs> is food. But but I'm Here's just but I'm, but I'm just saying, Charles so. Barkley now. What would Charles Barkley now tell me where I go? Oh, you want me to like eat better? Look at you. <laughs> right, yeah. but, but you're saying that now, but if you, all you have to do is just just go on YouTube and watch him play. So, you know, I I mean, know. like he has a point. Like, I mean, because remember, Bar when Barkley was in college, like, I, we were all too young to see him in college, but, you know, like the older, the OGs and stuff will watch him play. And they're like, they're like, yo, this guy was like a 300 pound guy with a pot belly yeah. scraping the top of the backboard. It was weird. Yeah. But yeah. then, but yeah. then even he was like, yo, I had to lose the weight because I wasn't going to last in the NBA being at that size. This you guy lost the weight instead. Sorry? You also had a drinking problem. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. This guy. Yeah. So, yeah. like, <laughs> not really what Zion's going to take it. No, yeah, exactly. How'd you lose all that weight? Yeah, yeah. But well, that, yeah. Remember, his famous drink. career, his famous commercials were, I'm not a role model, right? So, <laughs> yeah. But but the whole but the whole point is though he he maintained that weight for to make a Hall of Fame career like he was one of the best power forwards to ever play basketball and a lot of it was yeah. based on that whether whether drinking problem whatever it is I mean I don't think he was an alcoholic or anything like that but oh he was an alcoholic buddy was yeah. he yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah dude he threw someone threw a glass uh through a bar window man come yeah. on. Yeah, but that's, but, that's, kid. But, that, but that's Come on. But that's not being drunk though. That's you throw somebody out there uh, not being drunk. Sometimes that stuff carries over from the night before. You know what I'm saying? What the, or, 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 or when you're a big strong guy sometimes, you know, people <laughs> want to test you, you know? Yeah, true. So true, yeah. so sometimes you gotta call their bluff. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But I don't know. I, I just I just feel like like I'm with you guys. Like I I'm kind of like like with Zion. I'm like I don't know where it's, where it's gonna end up. I I think he's gonna be. I still see it being a, a great career because I'm just being positive and hoping he, the the light switch goes off. 
he's such an unusual talent. I you, I think I don't think you cannot bank on it. But but him being like the the new face of the NBA, where like the mm-hmm. where like the NBA is trying to usher in the team to go into the bubble. Like mm-hmm. I'm not willing to bet on that part of it. Like mm-hmm. at this at this stage right now, it's just too many games missed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, well, once again, time will tell. Yeah, time no, will tell the tale. No, for and sure. It, for sure. The, the the fact that they sat him down, they shut him down for this season is alarming. Yeah. So Did they shut him down for the year. Yeah, he's done. Did they shut him down for the year? Are you sure? Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Really? When did it announce? Is like tonight? Not tonight. They said that that they're. Yeah, he's indefinitely. I know he's indefinitely, but it didn't, I don't think they meant for this season. Oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry, I thought. Yeah. I thought. I my my apologies. I could have sworn that they said they're going to shut him down because, like, it's just he had a, a bad reaction to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They shut him down for a while, and it's like uh, I could have sworn they are saying that they're going to think, or they're probably. I probably read it wrong. They're probably yeah. thinking. I think it's, I think it's, indef- it's indefinitely. So whatever okay, okay. that could mean, right? It could be a couple of weeks. It could be a couple of months. You know. But do you play him? Do you play him now? Like, what's no. the rush? You, you're not going to make the playoff. You're not even going to make the play-in. So I, I would rather sit him to let him heal up, strengthen the body, do all the rehab so he gets his legs underneath him again, and then come back on a, on a Scorch the Earth tour next year. Dude, I'm not even thinking that far. I'm I'm going to put my first clear x-ray on him. Yeah. oh <laughs> Your No, amazing. Like I'm not thinking past that. Yeah, I can't. I can't be going to play him. Has he even put on a pair of shorts? No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's that. You got to be one step at a time, and like you, you see, you have other problems. I mean, if he doesn't play, great. Do we give him the max? Yeah. Sign him? Like, now it's a political decision and not a basketball decision. They're going to sign him. They're going to give him the money because they can't afford to lose him. Yeah. They can't look like bozos. Yeah. They can't afford to lose him. If they lose him, it's like... Yeah. They they have to do it. Like, the NBA will lose money. Like, the NBA is already losing money that 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 the, the team is in New Orleans, right? As it is, right? That's a that's a like that that team is a tax write off to the NBA basically. <laughs> They're losing money, yeah. especially yeah. if he's not playing. I forget what I was watching, and they talked about Zion not playing, and they're like, "Is the end of the Pelicans in New Orleans? Seattle line one." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, that's hilarious. Seattle, Seattle has Seattle has the Kraken right now. Like yeah. they they got an arena. Yep. It's re- it's ready to go. It's it's just yeah. it's just you know just it just insert team like they're ready to go they got the fan base they got the history they're ready to yep. go they they got they got the the they they got a great basketball history from high school players and players coming to the yeah, league like yeah, Seattle's a, yeah. Seattle's a hotbed for talent so yeah um, yeah, yeah they're they're ready they're they're ready I think if once if Zion does the, like if they trade Zion or something happens to Zion you may as well just you may as well just sell the team to like the to like I don't know who's what what big wig is out in Seattle? Just sell it to them and just just let it ride, man. Just just focus on this on, on the New Orleans Saints and that's it. It's a football town anyway, right? So yeah, yeah. just 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 yeah. let it ride out. But uh, I'll wrap this. I'll wrap up the pod on this note, fellas. But um, thank you so much, guys, for for hopping on this pod and having this conversation, man. We you know we need to do this again for sure. This is a lot of fun. Happy to do it. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, this is there's nothing better than just talking basketball with uh. 
with uh with bill thank you i appreciate it. it's a pleasure meeting you uh you know calvin uh kind of brought down our our, our average for a basketball iq but it's okay the two of us, <laughs> the two of us were able to maintain we a high level own. so we just do our own. <laughs> oh, the problem is we agreed too much maybe we should be on the Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's a way. I gotta figure out how the the, the uh, technology works, but there's gotta be a way where I can just scrub Jan off this whole podcast. <laughs> I have to figure it out. I, I just I have to work on the on the editing and see how this works. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of editing. I was rem- I was rambling a lot today, so you know, <laughs> take take that, buddy. Thank you for tuning into the latest episode of the Av Podcast. And thank you to both Jan Michael Nation and Bill Gagne for hopping on to do this lengthy breakdown on this NBA season so far. I'll be back on Monday with a new episode for you music and hip-hop lovers. The 20th anniversary of Stillmatic. Tune in on Monday and we'll break it all down. And I plan to roll out a couple of more episodes before the year is up. Uh, you need to stay tuned for all of it. You, re- you really do. You really do. Thank you for the support as always. Hit that like and subscribe button. And make sure you check out SouthShoreAve.com for all things South Shore Ave. All right. Once again, that is SouthShoreAve.com. For Bill Gagne and Jan Michael Nation, this is Cal C. And you just tuned into the Ave Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. All right. Until Monday. Peace. We out. <laughs>